Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Welcome, everybody. Happy to be back here. Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch, being joined, as always, with his co-host, Destin Soglow Frazier. And y'all thought Will Smith smacking somebody hurt. Nah. Tonight, we're going to be talking about referees taking the front stage, the Bunny and Lacey Evans having philosophical differences, Brett DiBiase's sentence, leader in the indies, Mustafa Ali's new gimmick, new members of the Bullet Club, Sami Zayn getting booed, WW2K23 updates, all kinds of stuff. New stables, possibly, cease and desist letters, and of course the weekly, so let's not forget about that. We're going to go over Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, and so on and so forth. Going to be fun. Oh, yeah. It's a meaty one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Uh, I looked at the program this week, and I thought, bissy, bissy, bissy. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was. Shout out to everybody who is listening. Those of you that are going to be listening on demand, whether it be on Twitch or whether it be on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Player Fam, or all places legit podcasts are found. And of course, those of you live that are going to be pouring into the room. So there's no pay-per-views, right? We're going to go over a pay-per-view. Let's not forget, we're going to go over AEW Revolution. We're going to go over NXT Bloodline. But thankfully, we don't have any predictions because there's no pay-per-view this specific week. Yep. We're clean this weekend. <laughs> yeah, right? You got to do other things. Imagine that, not having to swoon over wrestling. <laughs> it's like a Christmas miracle in March. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We're just, what, 11 days away from it being spring, even though it's, everyone's acting like it's spring now, right? They just say, ah, it's March, it's spring. <laughs> we don't really care about any of the uh, the other stuff that goes around. It's like, to us, it's spring. It's spring in our hearts, I think, is what everybody's more right. or less saying. It's hot. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right, we're going to play Pick the Story. Ready? Do you have anything you want to start with? I, li- I don't have a, f- a order here, or a preference in order. Obviously, I have an order. But uh, let's see what we got throw the dart at the board you know is that there's so many good ones that i don't want to i don't know if i want to wait until people realize we're on sometimes that's the crappy part when <laughs> I, when <laughs> yeah. like, kind of like when we waited on you on uh, i forgot what it was but we waited on for you on something because i was like no we don't want to use that story yet it was uh, i think it was maybe what two three weeks ago for uh, for the thursday show yeah I just well that, that, that was, was the last time we did a friday show right right you know, let's do something traditional that we haven't done in a long time. Let's uh, start with, I guess, The Rock. Because yeah. Because the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Rock talks about the XFL and uh, what it means to him. So that might be interesting. We'll have to see. been and are the face of so many different things, whether it's film or products or a sport. 
and there's only so much room that any of us have on a plate. And so I'm just interested in, in what made you say, you know what, my plate's full, but I'm carving out some space on my plate for this league. I want to I want to be part of this. What, what was it that was appealing to you? It was the opportunity to create a league that I wish that I had, Scott, when I was around. I was a good player. And I had great, what, what Coach Ed Ogeron used to say, I had great upper body violence, <laughs> which is a compliment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the allure of this was my longtime business partner, Danny Garcia, she said, I have this crazy idea. Let's go buy the XFL. And immediately, Scott, it was, the, it was the easiest yes I ever said because we both knew immediately, hey, we have an opportunity here to not only uh, become owners of a game that we love, but then also create this culture for second chances for guys like me, who there are 53 men on an NFL roster. I was always number 54. So when we went up to the NFL, by the way, uh, in New York, and we sat with Roger Goodell and Troy Vincent and their team, I had shared that story with Roger. I said, so our goal here, that we have a league of 54s, chips on their shoulders, passionate, gritting it out. And also too, finally uh, here, Scott, the, the allure of the XFL for us as owners is to grow the game of football. Thanks for watching ESPN on YouTube for live streaming sports and premium content. So here's my thoughts on this. I think it's going to be a flop just based on the fact that it's one of those things nobody wanted. You know, am I being Yeah, nobody was enough? requesting for the XFL to come back. Nobody's interested in the 54th guy. You know? That's why he's a number 54. That's literally why the line stops there. <laughs> you know like the, like no one really I hate to say it because I know there's fans of it but it's almost like when you look at college stuff right like from a mainstream standpoint I'll get heat for saying this but nobody gives a fuck about college things like when you put it next to the scale of like the NFL or the NBA you know what I mean the MLB. You ever really go, but what's happening in college? Do you ever see like a sitcom where like the cliche storyline of the guy skipping out on an anniversary with his wife or, or, or a day at his job was because he had to go see the big college game? <laughs> Not to my knowledge. You ever seen a radio show that the hundredth caller wins tickets to go see some college sport? You know what the sad part is? I've seen it happen. In only really? one scenario. Really? Tell, do tell. It's uh, in the case of uh, my hometown, um, well, my home state. I'm originally from South Carolina. Only North Carolina has an NFL team, but South Carolina has two college teams. So they gave. So that's like the rare case you would see somebody excited about a solid uh, about a college game. So they gave out tickets to a college game. Yeah, because all we got, all they got, all South Carolina has is Clemson and the game and the Gamecocks. I'm not even joking. That's really their name, the Gamecocks. The the what? The Gamecocks. The Gamecocks. The game. Yes. <laughs> the game is in video game, and the cocks is in like penis. The Gamecocks. <laughs> Am I hearing you pronounce this? I wish you. The Gamecocks. <laughs> Tell you, Google it. It's a thing. Is there an origin That's to the all name? We got. we got that in Clemson. That's it.
Is there an origin to it? Like, how did they get the game? And how I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I watched the origin. I know their mascot's the rooster. That's about it. Oh, so the, at least the cox is the proper cox. Yeah, it's the kind rooster. of cox you want to have on a t-shirt. I still wouldn't want to be a rooster as my thing if I was in a sport. <laughs> right, because that's a built-in joke right there. You know what I mean? Like, it's just something. Like, imagine, right? And I don't want to bury roosters on here because <laughs> I'm going to get animal heat. But, like, imagine if the the beast version of the Transformers had a rooster one. Ugh. You know what I mean? Who would want to be the rooster transformer, right? Or the, it just wouldn't work. Or imagine if like nobody wants to be Cockamus Prime. Like, oh, I'll take. I'll do one even better for you, right? Like, imagine if you were assigned to be a Power Ranger and they were passing out Zords. Oh right? shit! <laughs> and they're like, they're like, Bobby, you get to be the Falcon. Philip, you get to be the Dragon. Destin, Tony, you're the cock. No, Destin. <laughs> you're the rooster you get to you bring it all together and, and and all your shit is like when it transforms you're just that you're just like the mohawk that the rooster has on the top <laughs> like it's the final the whole robot forms and then the final thing to make the eyes turn on is the rooster the fucking ding. <laughs> you wouldn't be, I'm so mad because I see it in my head and I slick kind of like it <laughs> but you wouldn't be the most over ranger that would no, look cool that, in the uh, transformation I'd be the accessory ranger that would look cool in the transformation because somehow, even though it's a rooster, something about a cyborg rooster giving you a mohawk makes your Megazord seem metal, you know? Like, yeah, the fucking rooster became see, a mohawk. But then but, where you run into the issue is every now and then you'd see sometimes where they would fight just the animal. They wouldn't form the Zord yet. That's yeah, when I'm screwed. That's exactly when you'd be fucked. Whenever it's like single, <laughs> like, the, like the other rangers are off like in a, on a school trip or something and don't realize what's going on and you're there and you have to call the rooster by itself. Oh my god! The worst I mean? part about it is, you know, because you know, especially back in like the OG Power Rangers, they all had that animation where they were traveling to their ranger. Imagine yeah. if you see the rooster just cocking along, just down the fucking. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget back then, some rangers' powers they're, they're zord separately just rolled forward. <laughs> you know, like, what do you do by yourself? Oh, I roll god, towards the opponent. So yeah, the rooster not the most intimidating mascot. Unless you get like one of them like cockfight ring roosters, so them mangy looking motherfuckers, eh? you know. Like best case scenario, you get one of those mangy, living on the street hood roast roosters. Like I love Terry Taylor, great guy, <laughs> legend. I love when you say uh, like this. <laughs> legend, awesome guy. Because it always starts out great. <laughs> but when you really think of Terry Taylor, a lot of people can't help but say, "Yeah, he was really good and creative. He was really, really good wrestler. Left behind a great legacy and body of work." But you remember that time that Vince made him the Red Rooster and put that shit on his head and made him come out? That it, it's like it's inescapable. You see how it's like a blemish he on his record because he was a rooster. That's there forever. I wonder what made them choose roosters as their mascot, and then it's almost like they doubled down because they chose roosters and then called themselves cocks. You know, <laughs> like they wanted yeah, all of them. Nobody's ever excited to say they're they're a Gamecocks fan. Huh? Everybody's okay with Clemson because I mean, hey, Tigers, Tigers are awesome. But Gamecock, it just it just raises questions like the ones I had. It made me think of Gamecocks. (laughs) (laughs) I was so excited to mention that too because I was like, I know there's no fucking way he's heard of this. (laughs) You know, it's like once you put all the pieces together, it makes a whole lot of sense. But upon a glance, it's just hard to explain. 
it's almost like one of those pictures you come across on social media where it looks like balls or something or an ass but when it zooms out it's totally not like what were you thinking haha <laughs> wink wink you know that's how i felt like game oh, cards, like, i was uh, thinking what everybody else who saw this yeah i'll try an optical illusion on me with these game cocks what do you think i was gonna think of first certainly not roosters I would have thought of I would have thought of teabagging before I thought of a uh, of roosters or oh, gamecocks. Oh they must God. when they win, you don't want to be around for their taunt. <laughs> oh. There's no code of honor there. It's just sack. I'd love that if you have a team called the gamecocks because they teabag a lot. Why do they call you the gamecocks? Then you lose to them and they're teabagging. Oh, That'd be amazing. God. I almost want to I almost want to go back and play Halo just to do it. I have a bunch of teabagging gamecock Spartans. <laughs> but you probably couldn't call yourselves Gamecocks. No. That's the only word that's straight up a curse. But if you have it compounded with another word, everyone ignores it. Like we could say peacock, you know, but if you say cock by itself, then you're in trouble. But it's weird how you, you can't do that with anything else and make it all right. Like I couldn't decide. To name something the bunny fucks, just because I put bunny in the front of fuck, it's still fuck no matter what the fuck <laughs> I do. You know what I mean? There's no way around that. Yeah, like I would love someone to do that one day though. Like take a word, like if we could discover a new kind of lizard and just add the pronunciation of the word and just be like, that's a czar fuck. You know, and that's oh the lizard that God. you have. And it's the only time you're allowed to say fuck, just so you could say peacock. As long as you're talking about the bird or cock, if we're talking about a rooster. <laughs> Which, by the way, congratulations, YouTube. Apparently, after like the first seven, is it the first seven seconds or the first seven minutes, they can say fuck over there without getting demonetized. Took them so long for that ruling, right? God, like, took them long enough. Good lord. Like, we, we literally got same sex marriage practically global before YouTube gave a fuck. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Literally. Oh, you see why I should stick to the program? <laughs> That's no fun. But that, you know, I have strange thoughts that come out when I'm working on this wrestling shit all day. You see what happened when we got off the air. <laughs> That's a fucking adventure. <laughs> Everybody remember that whole game? Minesweeper, same shit. All right, well, let's pick a topic here. So, AEW, we got a trailer for AEW All Access, that show that comes on after Dynamite. When does that start? Oh, this is March 29th? This is March 29th. It's a docu-series. It's going to have Adam Cole, Britt Baker, and Sammy Guevara. What a weird combination. They they had me at Adam Cole and Britt Baker, but the Sammy Guevara part is weird. Just because since yeah, we know he already this, does his own vlogging, so it's like, why do you have him on this thing? Yeah, and just because we know the show is a replacement for Roads to the Top, we, I know that the, from a production standpoint, they were thinking it would be cool to have a wrestling couple. Adam Cole, Britt Baker, check. But who the hell is Sammy Guevara replacing that was in the Cody Rhodes reality? Because I never really watched it. You would think they put, like, other, like, uh, I don't know, DDP or somebody, uh, <laughs> if you wanted to do, if you wanted to keep it tied to Cody or whatever. But I don't see what the Sammy Guevara part is. They got the couple down. I would have put a few of their friends on there or something. It'll be behind the scenes as AEW stars navigate week-to-week challenges and track rivalries between talent. You know what? 
And I'm glad we have audio because remember how many years ago I said that a really good reality TV show would be if we got to see gorilla position and creative and all the things that go into like, like when somebody gets pregnant or wants to change their gimmick or gets injured or doesn't think they're getting a push or whatever. Like we get an inside seat into uh, what the creative frustrations are like. And then at the end of it, we resolved, resolved, we resolved ourselves to say, ah, Vince would never be stupid enough to give us that much of a look into the entire creative process. And now we finally, thank God, have someone who is, you know. (laughs) <laughs> when you really look at it glorious isn't it anyway let's take a look here at what we got going on AEW is constantly evolving constantly moving forward and now we're taking it to the next level this March, for the first time in pro wrestling, the cameras will go where they were never allowed before. There's so many storylines on hold right now because she's the champion. We have not seen Adam Cole in months. What happens if he does get another concussion? The hardest thing is seriously that fear of never wrestling again. We're a big family here, and sometimes families fight. You disgusting pig. Thank you. We've had bad blood in the past. It was an accident. If it happens again, we're going to have a problem. I was never good at playing backstage politics or any of that crap. We always did good at wrestling, and that's what we got to do. AEW All Access. New series, March 29th on TBS. I think that's going to be excellent, man. That's what I've wanted. That's exactly what I described. That looks pretty cool. You know, they should have given the trailer with the announcement. That's what would have made it seem more legit and official rather than just have Tony Khan out there going, hey, guys, like right after he cursed out fucking Ariel. Hey, guys, I have a big announcement. Come here, Adam. And have poor Adam Cole go off there. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck, man? It's so bad because that wasn't word for word, but it was the same level of cringe. <laughs> it was just like, why, do you, why did you do this that way? Yeah, I'm totally for this. I've been asking for this for the longest and the thing is, as much as I wanted it from WWE, it might almost be better to have it from AEW because they're going through massive growing pains. You're going to get to see a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff about how that's going. WWE, that shit is like a well-oiled tank to the point where you could literally walk into Gorilla and probably shoot somebody in the back of the head and they'll have a replacement tomorrow that's like of the same caliber doing the same exact function. You know what I mean? Like They just have everything a certain way where no matter who the person is, they'll just put them into the, the same role, you know? So what will we really see backstage in Gorilla with WWE? Mainly the devastation of people when they don't get what they want. But there wouldn't be any disorganization. They'd be very organized. They're very organized in everything they do, including releasing people. You know, it's never been like just, well, we don't, we don't know what we're doing. No, we know exactly what we're doing. You, 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 and you, gone. Good luck. You know, like so here, here it seems like it's a little bit more because, you know, there's still everybody's sort of new to this. A lot of the wrestlers are young and even the owner is in a sense. Yeah, it's going to be very intriguing. There's even little stuff that they showed us there that was intriguing. Like Britt mentioned that a lot of stuff in the women's division was on hold because Rose was champion. Yeah, or this thing with Taya and, and uh, Ruby Soho. And where Ruby. Where she's like, yeah, hey, it's an accident, but not happen again. Yeah. Even though the same Guevara, Eddie Kingston thing. Like, There's a lot of stuff here that makes this look like a really interesting watch. Oh, yeah. I'm totally for this. I think that we needed something like that for a long, long time. You know. Yeah, and on top of this, this will like kill a lot of like the bullshit chatter you see here on social media too. Like, 
Now we're going to show you what actually happened. Even though they're not, nothing's more controlled than reality television. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, if it starts looking cut like reality TV, where we go from like moments like this to them backstage talking straight into a camera front profile, then it's the traditional reality TV format. <laughs> yeah. You ever think about how odd that is? You cut to a person talking about the show that they're on while you're watching the show that they're on? As the moment that they are part of on the show that they're on is happening on the show that they're on? While they're talking about the show that they're on? It's like crazy meta. (laughs) It took my full concentration to get through that one. It's (laughs) just crazy meta. But yeah, Lord, I'm definitely interested. Yeah, for sure. All right. In other news, Mustafa Ali crashed the WWE meet and greet, and apparently he had a new gimmick. Another one? I don't know how many he's to me. He's always just been Mustafa Ali, just different shades of angry. He never really had like a new gimmick. He's just mad in different ways. He's just different levels of pissed off. Yeah. He's almost become like an Indian Miz. You know, except that Miz is better at it than Miz is better at it than he is, though, you know? Because like Miz's Miz's gimmick is that he's dissatisfied and demands more. Mustafa's shoot is that he's dissatisfied and demands more, you know? Like, Miz is just working oh that gimmick. God. Miz is actually in a really prominent spot in the company. If you look at the people he works with and how much TV time he gets, that says it all. Mustafa's genuinely like an IRL Miz. <laughs> when you, isn't oh, that kind of... God. Like, he actually has all of those problems. Because when you really look at the Miz, it's become more of a comedy. Where it's kind of like, if you ever looked at Married with Children, the joke of the, of the show is that the guy lives in a great house and has actually good kids and a hot wife and he hates banging the wife and he hates everything you know the Miz has sort of become a parody in that sense where it's like he's kind of won in every possible way that a man can win you know, you know what I mean he has like literally but he's still no, mad as hell like he ain't won shit he's won like beyond a Charlie Sheen level he'll be fine you know Mustafa on the right. other hand Mustafa's you know, just pissed off all the time yeah you know where's our Ali TV that's what You'd we be mad that that wouldn't get over either. <laughs> but anyway, maybe this new gimmick. Well, I haven't even seen what it is. Wouldn't it be great if it's like a Hollywood-style gimmick? Hey guys, oh, my God. We are about to spread some Mustafa motivation. Come with me. Come with me. Come with me. Mustafa motivation. Oh, God. He's going to be the new freaking Sanjay Dutt with the preacher. Oh, God. No. What is this? So, for example, uh, negative, you bought a ticket for the VIP experience and all you get is Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> positive, positive though, now you get Mustafa Lee. What the hell is this? Let's do one more, let's do one more. Uh, negative, okay, negative, most of you here are unattractive and out of shape, right? Positive. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to heal together. Positive. You get to look at someone as beautiful as me. 
This might be the greatest gimmick he's ever had. All of you smile. Can you smile for me? Can you... yes. Security. What do you mean? They want me here. No, no. <laughs> Guys, you guys want me here? Yeah! 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 Get out of here! Yeah! <laughs> Guys, you don't want, you want me to leave? Yeah. Some other time. These are VIPs. These you are don't VIPs. belong here. Get out of here. I can sense the vibe. I can sense the vibe. <laughs> I'll give some more positive energy later tonight. Thank you for your time, everybody. Love you all. They're, they're applauding because you're leaving. Thank you, Thank you, guys. Uh, wow. Don't, sorry about that. Uh, hey, let's get back to the I'm sorry, everybody. I thought we had better security, but thank you for helping. <laughs> I'm happy that he's gone. Are you guys happy that he's gone? He's a terrible person now. Anyway, back to all you VIPs. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Oh, that's the creepiest screenshot we could have. Oh, my God. What What do you think of... Uh, what, what, what was he called? <laughs> Mustafa Motivation? Yeah. He's like, a, he's like a warped DDP. Remember when DDP had that weird WWE gimmick? It's not a bad <laughs> thing. Remember. It's a good thing. And it was his idea. Apparently. If they spin this right, this could be the best thing he's ever done. Like, and it'd be just a promo. I mean, it's definitely oh it's definitely obnoxious as hell. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's the only hope he has how obnoxious this is. Jesus. I don't know, man. <laughs> That was bizarre. Wasn't really expecting that. This guy, has, they've tried a lot of things with him, but that's like a completely different thing. They should ask him about when he joined the cult. <laughs> was that a positive thing? You trying to turn your life around from that? Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get the... Uh... <laughs> I'm not sure how to feel right now. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> anyway. Where are all his friends at, right? Like, he's had more... <laughs> he, he, he's had more team-ups than anybody. When you really think about Wasn't it. Wasn't he like, trying to be a tag team with Ziggler, like, three weeks ago? Yeah, it's like everyone who he's ever really teamed with has gone on to do other things. I don't know what stays to say. He came in like Rollins took the time off and everyone was sad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. Yo. That's fucked up. Wouldn't that have been great? Like if he came in, everybody's like, whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Or some people were just like, huh? Who's that? Where's the fucking Seth Rollins? Yo, that's brilliant. Imagine if that's what their first thought was when he came in, right? Like they got super fucking excited. <laughs> Not to, not for I'm nothing, like, but you, if I didn't glance, all you see is yeah. a jacket, a hoodie, and glasses. You instantly think Seth Rollins. Not for nothing, but if I didn't know the headline to this story, like if I would have been in that room, I would have popped for Seth Rollins. I'm really thinking about. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, who would have been thinking Mustafa Seth Ali? <laughs> who would have been thinking Mustafa Ali really at that point? We've never seen him look like that. There's no way we wouldn't have popped for Seth Rollins. It would have taken me for a while too. Now I'm really looking at this. Nobody's thinking Mustafa Ali until he's jumping out of off camera at somebody. 
Feel like everybody's thinking. Mus- nah, Mustafa Ali. I don't like it. Nah, I don't like wrong, it. Toby, you're not. I'm, you're a liar. <laughs> nah, I don't like it. I don't like it anymore. It's too much like Seth Rollins. Now nah, he has to change that shit. No. <laughs> no. 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 Fuck it. No. Now nah, I can't. Nah, I. I do not want this. State is guilty giving just like that. Like it's just terrible now. You know. Oh. <laughs> like no. Go back to fucking just get your glow in the dark thing with the glove. <laughs> I always thought that was that was a nice outfit. So just the fallback for God's sakes. Yeah, it's ruined now. At least at least go back and just jump at people and get your ass whooped. Something just fuck that <laughs> across the board. Screw that. Let's see. I'm looking for something specific that I wanted to have some fun with. Oh, that's dangerous words. I just want to make sure that I want to confirm that this is accurate. Where are you? Come on, pop out to me. I feel like I saw it earlier. The fact that you're looking this hard frightens me because there's no good that ever comes from it. Because <laughs> I finally chose something and then it fucking disappeared. I mean, you know, we have like a big program. Yeah, this is one of those stuff can get lost really easy programs. Yeah, I don't see it. It's driving me insane. Give me a second. I could just do a search real quick. There it's in go. there. This is there not drill. All right. Let me set it up properly for us. Oh, God. There's someone who's going to be playing the voice of Rocksteady in the new Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and his name is John Cena. <laughs> I love that the setup for these bits are always so easy. <laughs> yeah. John Cena is going to be rock steady. Hmm. That's going to that be, be fun. All right. I'm looking at the face and I'm like, I'm trying to put Cena's voice to it. I can, I think I can see it. Yeah, can you? I mean, clean, his voice was always raspy. Like, Cena has, like, a really clean voice. He would have to, like, adjust his voice. I, I don't know if he'd have to do a great bit of adjusting, but I could see him possibly pulling it off. Yeah, you think so? Like, it, I don't think it'll be perfect, but I think it could be good enough to where, like, it'll fit, like, the look of the character. We'll have to see. But for those of you that haven't gotten a look at what the new series looks like, I think we have a screenshot here. Oh, yeah. And there we have it. That's April to the left. It's pretty. I mean, they did some pretty good casting when you really think about it. They mixed it up. Then they really incorporated the WWE. And you got John Cena over here playing Rocksteady. You got Mark Henry playing April O'Neil. 
Oh, no. my God. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Oh. <laughs> I'm still so mad you did that shit to me the other day. <laughs> this motherfucker goes, hey, Google April real quick. <laughs> I saw that side by side. I was like, are you shitting me? <laughs> God, I'm gonna start telling. I'm gonna start telling people like I used to say with WWE back in the day: stop touching shit. All right, <laughs> that is quite unique. <laughs> That's a word for it. That's absolutely ridiculous that they did that with April. <laughs> but, but we yeah. gotta be all inclusive. No, we aren't. What were we including? Cheez Its? If the if the character was originally white, you make the bitch white. Like stop. What were we including? Cotton candy. Y'all motherfuckers didn't learn from Velma. Stop touching shit. What were we including? Giant bowls of pasta. <laughs> like what the hell? Jesus. Like why? I I just like I'm sorry, but. Canologically, that's not how April O'Neil looks. You know, and it's a horrible design. And even if they wanted to gender swap her, they didn't have to make her short and stubbly. You know? She shouldn't look like that fucking villain from what's that what's that CG movie? With the little bald villainous guy? Oh shit, I don't You guys know what I'm talking about. He's like a villain. And he has like his little villainous monsters with him. <laughs> the fuck is this? Like that's absolutely like, ridiculous. The turtles don't look that great either. Yeah, but he's like they didn't like replace them with like weasels or some shit. Yeah, nah, she just doesn't. I don't know why they did this. It, it was almost like they just. It almost feels like this in itself was some sort of a ridiculous political statement. Just to show that's what it always that it doesn't is. matter how short, stubbly, fat, or ugly you are, we include you. May as well no, put her in a wheelchair too. Sometimes. May as well put her in a wheelchair and make her blind. Fuck it, right? Just make include every every type of thing that you possibly could. Rather than just be canonically correct to the to the lore, let's just change everything to just make some sort of a statement about whether we are or are not inclusive. Good idea. I think that's fucking great. You know, what a productive way to have time. God, I don't even know. It's almost like they wanted to hit a bullet point or they wanted to please whoever the artist was behind this, wanted to please somebody above him that would really get a hard on for this shit. But yeah, at least John Cena will be rock steady. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. We've had a lot of incarnations of Ninja Turtles, and, and like I said, it's not just the gender swapping. It's because they've done—I mean, not the gender, the the race swapping with April. It's it's that it feels deliberately just like to make a statement, you know, like they were here. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason. Yeah, is this really the one that John Cena is going to be a part of? Unfortunately, yes. No, because this is a movie. Is this a movie this, that we're looking at? I think this is the movie, right? Oh, I don't know. There's so much Ninja Turtle stuff. 
I mean, it, this is produced by Nickelodeon Movies, Paramount Pictures. But I'm not sure if this is the the thing. Yeah, it is. This is an animated movie. Thank God it's not a series. So it's like you only it's like a band-aid, you know, you only have to go through the ordeal once. It's not like it's gonna linger <laughs> around. You know, that's the best news about it. Oh, I didn't even realize they have a teaser trailer for this shit. Oh Lord. I came on this show all unprepared. I'm sorry, yes. Let me grab that real quick, huh? It just don't make sense why they it was the same thing with Velma. Like, why did you need to touch it? Just to be dicks. Because they can't make up their own characters. They're not creative enough. It's easy to just piggyback off of somebody else's shit. So that's what they do. It's like, if you go take somebody else's stuff, don't touch it. <laughs> Oh, here we go. You're fine. Chill. He's gonna die. Ah! Wait, did you hear that? What was that? Well, nothing we can do. You guys wanna grab pizza? What the heck are those things? They look like little Shreks to me. Oh, we've prepared our whole lives for this. Leo, what happened? Oh, Is Donnie bleeding? It was an accident. Mikey, watch out! So, you were baby turtles who made contact with mystery goo. Well, we prefer the term ooze, but yeah. It's like more like, it's just nicer. It, it, it so. rolls off the tongue better, yeah. Ooze. 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 It's nice, right? Ooze. It's ooze. Oh my. That's going to be a thing. Hmm. All right. They are young in that, huh? Right. <laughs> like they are crazy. These babies. Young. They didn't even have John Cena's voice in the trailer, even though he's he's one of the, the characters. Isn't that weird? And you see Rocksteady and they think they would have taken the time to put him in there. Yeah, that's like kind of a big deal to have John Cena voice actor in your movie. You kind of want to include that in the trailer. Not to them, apparently. Like, not for nothing. If you got John Cena playing a character like that, you might want to be like, hey, this guy's going to sound just in case. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Well, I think it's time for us to go over a weekly here. You have any in mind? Uh, start out with 
SmackDown. All right, we will start out with SmackDown. With SmackDown, episode 1228 came to us from Washington's District of Columbia, Capital One Arena. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Cody Rhodes is on SmackDown. Contrary to what Mr. Heyman, I am not here to invade. I am not here to engage in. I'm here to have a conversation man to man. Unless you feel that you need them here. Wise man, leave us. Leave us. Does that make you more comfortable? You might not like this, but I'm going to do it anyways. So what do you want to talk about? Oh, you stole your gimmick. 915 <laughs> days you have been our universal champion. There's no way that Cody will survive Stardust. So for everybody else, Roman Reigns might be impossible. Hey, he's good. You know what I mean? That, that was good. In the actual show, he was also like, there's no way we can fill 10,000 seats, referring to All In. Have you ever won that one? Have you ever even competed for one of these? Have you ever been in the main event of WrestleMania before? I'm the most experienced main event of all time. I've been groomed since I was just a little boy. Not only by my father, but by your father, too. Let's talk about your dad, huh? He's done way too much for me. We, we spent a lot of time together. You couldn't get rid of it. You couldn't sell it if you wanted to. You are it. He was the best. He really was. You want to know what he used to always say about you? Nothing. I know you miss him. I miss him, too. I know he's not here anymore. If there's anything that he didn't teach you, I will. Oh, oh my God. Ah. Then the truth is you are the son that he always wanted. This becomes a necessity. And the only way that I can exist is by beating you at WrestleMania. May the better man win. Cody Rhodes making it clear. Do you see Cody Rhodes beating him at WrestleMania? So, the closer we get to Mania, the harder time I even have even be able to answer it. And the only reason is, Cody, of course, came back, and everybody knew the goal was like, okay, Cody's come back to win the title his dad was never able to win, the WWE Championship. But as we're starting to hear that number get brought up more, I think he brought up, uh, at this time, it was 902. Roman's closing in on a thousand. So I'm wondering now what, what, what's more important to them having Cody win at WrestleMania 
or having Roman hit that, at this point, almost unreachable milestone before. You literally just said what I was about to say. That's why I asked. It's getting harder. I was thinking, I was like, are they really going to not go to a thousand? This is like the only chance they're ever going to have to have somebody hit a thousand. They're like right there. Are they really going to fuck that up right now? You literally read my mind. That's why I was asking, who do you think? Because I'm thinking that's a really (laughs) close number to a thousand, man. To replicate that again would take years. Nobody has ever gotten that close in decades. This is a tough one, man, because to think that this is going to be the hardest choice we have ever had to make for a prediction because they can't ever get that streak back again. It would take years and years for somebody to get the title long enough to reach fucking a thousand. But on the other hand, how fitting of a story is it for Cody to come back home after all these years and then be the one to, to take that away from Roman? You're getting probably one of the biggest WrestleMania moments in God knows how long, no matter what happens. It's a tough choice, man. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> and the worst part is, the closer it gets to WrestleMania, the harder it gets to choose. That's a really tough choice right there, which is what makes it so good. But I would... The best ones are the ones when you don't know, like... But that 1,000 is right there. I was thinking the same it's thing. It's tempting, right? <laughs> we know Cody Rhodes wants WrestleMania. But how many days would it be at SummerSlam? I'm just asking. That's a good question. I hate to be Vince McMahon about this because that sounds like a very Vince McMahon question I just asked. You know? That's how these uh, things tend to go. But I'm wondering. You can't help but wonder how many days. SummerSlam's not a bad event. To win a world title, no. especially if we're over a thousand by that point, we get to hit a wild milestone. It's a really tough one because I mean, when you think about it, Cody, in a way, has already had some sort of like a career victory in the fact that, like he said, a Rhodes is headlining WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That's a big, no matter what way you look at it. But how much bigger is it for Cody if he can stop Roman for hitting a thousand? But then Roman going into I think it's his seventh WrestleMania main event to be able to be that much closer to hitting a thousand. Like man <laughs> I've never been I've never not wanted to predict a match so bad <laughs> because I feel like I'm wrong no matter what way I pick. Well, thankfully, you have time. <laughs> That's what we're yeah. talking about. <laughs> you know? But I just, just, the more I'm seeing it, the more I'm thinking about these things. There's a good storyline, right? There's a good angle we yeah, got going on. I've been thinking here. about it for about a week now. Yeah, it's fucking. Oh. If there's one this is thing, wonderful. Man, if there's one thing that we can say, Tony Khan's partially responsible for one of the biggest main events in WrestleMania history. You know, good job, man. Look at you doing good, Tony. You you added the fuel to this shit that I never thought we would see on WrestleMania again. You know, Cody Rhodes was the missing ingredient, and he leveled him up just enough to send them back. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I will be completely real. From a business standpoint, the millions they're going to make off of that is almost worth the existence of AEW being there just to have gotten the Cody Rhodes that they got out of it. I bet bet WWE (laughs) wouldn't trade. I bet WWE wouldn't trade this Cody Rhodes for AEW. And that says a lot. 
You know what I mean? That says a lot. The same way they wouldn't trade Roman Reigns for AEW, they wouldn't trade Cody Rhodes. You know, he's a big asset to them. And to think that over there he wasn't. It's just funny how these things turn out, you know? Because, yeah, wow. Life's crazy like that. WrestleMania is looking crazy just because of this match alone. Yeah, well, let's get to that already. We don't need no stinking intros. Even though Rhea got a badass song, but still. I like Liv and everything. You know? But that pole baby got fed to the sharks in this match. Yeah, I mean, there's not really no other way to put it. Like, she's fighting Charlotte Flair. I don't know how far she's going to get in life if, like, Liv Morgan is a challenge for her at this point. And Liv's become tough as hell. You know? Like a fucking monster. Here we go. Like, Another failed toe pay. Everybody just can't fucking clear those ropes. Like, what is going on, right? Rule number one of toe pay. If you're going to do the move, don't jump right before the ropes. Like, it's the reason it's called a suicide dive and not a suicide hop. I fucking love Rhea selling. <laughs> I love the way she converted that into a freaking power bomb, and then rip tied you to hell. And then prism. And then she sat in it too. That that is fucked Yo, up. That, that whole baby girl. right there. <laughs> Yo, that little girl lost it. I Liv girl. <laughs> no. I hate Liv Morgan fans so much. You know she had to go back and comfort that girl backstage and shit. Like yeah, she, she got to go, to go backstage and, calm and her Liv down. And get like, How come? And I and you remember, dude. I said this years ago. I said it on here years ago. I said, how come Liv Morgan fans seem to be a bunch of obsessed little girls? Didn't I mention that? And I said they seem to yes. really be like they are really, really passionate about Liv Morgan. I just love the contrast in faces here. You have mom who's just enjoying the show. Oh, that Rhea Ripley girl seems nice. Oh, she's real strong. She's going to do real good at WrestleMania. Girl right to the left. She is fucking devastated. She <laughs> That's because Rhea lays it in a lot more, too. Like, as a little girl is convincing. Like, look back at this. She riptides her so hard that her her body recoils from the fucking thrust. <laughs> you know, like she had to she had to stagger back from that shit. And she and when she, get her on the and when she, and she this in, folded that girl up and then sat and laughed and stuck her tongue on out. neck. Like that, that will happen to her hero. You know, it's like she she she, she may be live, but this girl learned. Motherfucker, Liv got folded up. <laughs> that poor child right there. Well, if it makes her feel Welcome any better. Welcome to the wrestling business, kid. <laughs> yeah. If Sometimes it makes her feel any better. Fucked up. She's definitely made Kevin Dunn's day. Because he looks out for <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> and there you are. You are now in the... <laughs> you are now in the hall of sad children. <laughs> He's in the truck seeing what camera will get that. And that's what exactly what we wanted. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's so sad. For the now, 
I don't know you keep going back. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Yeah, I did. What'd he say? You know, Jay Uso. He just, he's the hot head. He just need, need some time. How much time? I talked to him this morning. I mean, he was yesterday and the day before. He just, I'm running out of patience. I'll tell him. Not with him. I'm running out of patience with you. I'll let him know. We got a problem here? <laughs> Ray should have punched you in the face last week. But I understand why he couldn't. But guess what? I can. So I'm gonna teach you a lesson about respect. And if you have the man you say you are, you'll meet me out there. Hombre a hombre. Oh, and mommy? Ah, can you believe he did that? How rude is that? He always had clothes on his back, food and food on the table. He went to the best, never seen anything. They let Dominic fight Ejo de Fantasma? Wow. Ejo de, de Mysterio versus Ejo de Fantasma. <laughs> oh, this was a good match, though. Yeah. If you're going to wrestle, you know, Dom needs to learn from the greats. Oh, yeah, and this is most definitely one of the greats. All right, where, all right, where, where's the Escobar kid? <laughs> What's up, Quest King? Quest said in prison. That means Rhea's his now. <laughs> and there's Ray. Ah. Yeah, I was hoping for McIntyre. McIntyre still does not have a match. How about we remedy that right now, DC? Gunther, I'm calling you out. What are you doing? This is nothing personal. Nothing personal? How much that Intercontinental Championship means to me, fella. I do. Let's just calm down for a second. Don't you dare tell me to calm down. Yeah, you did. You came in and you stole. Didn't he come in and steal his gimmick? Hasn't hasn't Sheamus been the one fighting with Gunther this whole time? Yeah, he yeah he was he was fighting with Gunther before Drew was even thinking about it. Yeah, like damn, you came in and literally stole his story. This reminds me of when Rollins. And when you think about it, this, I've never seen a storyline make so much sense. Drew is supposed to be Sheamus' his friend, his compadre, basically brothers. He knows that's the only thing Sheamus has left. And it's like, wait a minute, so you trying to jump in line in front of me when you've already been champion? This reminds me of when Rollins was trying to steal Kevin Owens' way to get to WrestleMania last year. You know, like, wait a minute. That, <laughs> yeah. was, that was my plan. You just literally did what I was going to do. Motherfucker, didn't you see us kick the shit out of each other in Wales for that? I don't have to ask your permission now, do I? You're just a backstabbing bastard. Telling the truth right now, friends, tell the truth. You had your chance and you lost. <laughs> Let me talk to you. Hey, you ain't gotta look at me, but you should listen. You can't have a WrestleMania in LA without LA Knight. LA Knight can't even win a match on SmackDown. <laughs> Things just took a dark turn here on Friday Night SmackDown. 
Marion Cross accompanied by Scarlett. And then it just became physical. I guess Cross didn't have much to say. <laughs> Your six brawl. Ouch. Freaking Shayna. Yeah, so apparently Ronda's really injured or something? Yeah, Ronda has um Ronda has some kind of injury going on. Yeah. I haven't heard specifically what, but yeah, she's hurt. Yeah, and I hear that they're keeping trying to make sure she just has time off so hopefully she can wrestle at Mania. Or it's like a lingering injury. Yeah. I like how Shane is wrestling coming out with Ronda's music. Yeah, they took away Shane's good music, so... Fucking that poor girl up. Oh. Ronda, ki Ronda killed her for me when she called her skills out like that. You could always just dye her hair. Great price of the Hengen arrive at the greatest stage of them all. Are you serious right now? I want to hear more from the Almighty. Oh, look. Bray Wyatt has been telling me to run, but I don't run from anyone. If a problem with somebody, you come talk to them and see them in their face. I decided to come to his show of SmackDown. So I say, Bray Wyatt, if you are man enough, so come see me. Oh no, from behind Surprise, motherfucker. I'm hearing that's very likely Bo Dallas. Like some people said, so they could hear his voice. Yeah, apparently, like some people have heard him talk. It sounds so much like Bo. From the bizarrely surreal. Well, he said he needs a little bit more time. He said he needs more time. Nah. Actually, he said, leave him the hell alone. As a matter of fact, this didn't start happening until Sammy came around. Maybe that's where he got selfish. Maybe that's where the greed comes from. We're going to fix this Sammy Zane problem once and for all. If you get rid of Sammy Zane, Jay will come home. And you do that. I got you. That was wonderful, my tribal chief. I'm not going to blame Sammy. I'm gonna blame Jimmy. Five men get that chance next week in a fatal five way. Jimmy Uso. Sammy Tonight. Like how you just run straight for it. I'm gonna kill right, you. Right, no entrance. Fuck it. Fight. <laughs> 
Otis, perhaps, on the face. It takes Roman to deal with Sammy because you notice everybody else who goes out there gets his ass kicked. Right. That, <laughs> and that should have been Roman's right hand when you really think about it. He beat the shit out of pretty much everybody else that is in Roman. Sometimes there's two or three of them out there and they still lose pretty badly. They're, they're lucky Owens. They're lucky Owens doesn't like him. It'd be the same with both of them. Like, if it's not Roman, they get their ass whooped. See, it always takes a cheat. Roman's not going to like that. Only temporary. Yeah. He's doing really well out there, you know. Yeah, happy for him. He deserves it. Yeah, for sure. So SmackDown did 2.299 million viewers with a 0.50 in the 18 to 49 demographic. 
uh, slightly down from the 2.303 million they did the previous week with the 0.6 to 0.250, 0.50 in the last week. Around the same, more or less. You know? Yeah. And also the well, internal. Cadbury drop. Yeah, the internal live events reports are saying that uh, it was the highest grossing SmackDown event in DC's WWE history. They did 12,271 tickets with only 236 remaining at the Capital One Arena. So, they did well. That's impressive. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, Aubrey Edwards was on uh, Renee's podcast and she spoke about a whole bunch of stuff, you know, the hour-long podcast, but she brings up a lot of her criticisms, which I wanted you guys to hear and tell me what you think of this. Every injury we have is important. Let's go past that a little. As quickly as possible. What is your reaction to um, the criticism that you had received, I guess, uh, in terms of like becoming like a bigger character? We always mm-hmm. think of refs being in the background. You're not really supposed to notice them, and that has not been what your career has been. (laughs) So what's, what was your reaction to that initially when that started happening? I think, I think when it first started happening, it was obviously something that I'm just like, Oh, Twitter eventually is going to hate me because I'm a woman. So that's going to just happen. And I'm really good about not listening to criticism that doesn't matter. I listen to constructive criticism. Yeah. And that's sort of where I've been focused. Like, if Jericho is putting me in a match and he's shoving me and then wants me to shove him back, I'm going to do it yeah. because it's ultimately not my decision. It's his decision because it's his story. And I'm there to help elevate the story that he's telling. So it's not like I tried to be a character. It was just sort of like they figured out that I have a very go-getter personality and very no-nonsense. And as people picked me in matches, they're like, oh, well, if I shove her, I get a lot of get a lot of heat for that so let's let's do that cool. if you shove any ref and it just sort of happened naturally but it was never something i intended it was just something that happened because the wrestlers asked me to do things in matches and i do them have there ever been moments of like other refs giving you shit of like because you like you are your own character like you really do have your own spotlight is there ever like any animosity amongst referees for that i I mean, I get none at AEW because all of the guys are freaking great. Like, yeah. they're just all absolutely incredible. But I will hear some criticism online from other referees that are, like, on the indies and stuff. And I'm like, dude, why are you criticizing people on TV? Don't you want a job? <laughs> I just yeah, doesn't, calm it down. Like, I just, I don't focus on the criticism. I just focus on how silly people are. They're like, why are you criticizing something online? If you're then shooting me a DM about getting a job at AEW. Sure. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're not going to do that. You just shit all over me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the moment has passed. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, though, right? You know? Yeah, like, if you're looking for a job, the last thing you need to be doing is talking shit about how I do work. Yeah, she makes a good point. Don't you want a job? But yeah, I mean, you know, it's like she's the only animated ref. Little Nature's been animated his whole career, and everybody loves him. Yeah, Rudy Charles is animated. See, for me, I like it because it makes Aubrey not just another female ref. Yeah. Like, I like the fact that she goes, she does enough to make sure that you remember her, even when it's, even when she's not ref in a match. Like, she mentioned um, the wrestler shoving her. Earl Hebner was my favorite 
when it came to doing that. <laughs> I mean, he's the only one for because Erwin gets that innovated red when somebody shoved him. It was yeah. something that he did that made himself stand out amongst everybody else. No, it's something Triple H did. They were once well, kind of innovated that. And I don't agree with Aubrey's stance on the whole thing that um, people are going to naturally hate me because I'm a woman. I don't think that's neither here nor there. But they have uh, said in the business that the best refs aren't noticed. You know you're a good ref when they don't notice you during the match. But that depends, you know. Also, it, it looks good in the storyline when you're a corporate ref. When Triple H used to do it with Earl, he would get Earl over and um, it, it kind of helped with the legitimacy of stuff. You know, sometimes burying yeah. the ref by making him look stupid or incompetent just makes the company not look legit or official. So having someone like an Aubrey or an Earl or someone who seems like a tough, hard ass of a ref that still really does get screwed over adds some sort of legitimacy to the brand. So I don't mind it at all. Um, I think sometimes she is a little animated comedically, and I will make fun of that. But uh, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt. It never hurts her matches. It's just something that just when you notice it, it makes you laugh. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't get mad at somebody that doing that doing something that makes me laugh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. But yeah, I'm glad that she kind of takes it as a good sport. You know. Yeah, it's good to know. Yeah. Absolutely. You know where we've been screwing up? We haven't been taking any breaks. We're going to take one in a minute. You guys are going to have to give me a minute here, though. Because uh, I haven't even really thought about that, right? We're supposed to be taking our breaks so that when people come in, you guys don't get bombarded during important parts with uh, nonsense. The <laughs> <laughs> last thing you want somebody to be mad because they missed that PC stalker segment because of the act. No, I'm kidding. Oh, thankfully, there is no PC stalker here. No performance center nonsense. No shenanigans. Nah, they put his crazy ass away. (laughs) All right. Well, with that being said, it's probably a good time to take one of those breaks. So stay with us and we will be right back. Hang tight.
All right. Yeah. We need that drop, right? We do. <laughs> I get one of those really good ones, though. Let's talk a little bit about WWE 2K23. Yeah. It wouldn't be a the show for the edition dropping Tuesday, which we will be streaming on this channel as we do every year. To our dismay, whether we like it or not, and that's the early edition, right? The actual game drops, yep. I think, a week yeah, later. Yeah, the deluxe and the icon are both available Tuesday. Gotcha. All right, let's see what we got here. So, it looks like they have the Steiner Brothers pack. They announced DLCs, including the Steiner Brothers pack, Steiner Roll pack. This will come out April 19th. This DLC will consist of Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner, Top Dollar, and Ashante Adonis. So, you get some hit roll people in there. B-Fab, as a manager only, not playable. You get the pretty, that's a funny choice to not put her in even though she wrestled. You get the pretty sweet pack comes on May 17th that has Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Tiffany Stratton, Elton Prince, and Kit Wilson. Then, June 14th, you get the Race to NXT pack, which has Harley Race, Ivy Nile, Wendy Chu, Tony D'Angelo, and Trick Williams. July 19th, July 19th, you get the Revelwood Wyatt pack, where you get Bray Wyatt, Zeus, Valhalla, Joe Gacy, Blair Davenport. Uh, yeah, that's it. Underwhelming pack there. Then you get the Bad News U pack on August 16th. Eve Torres, Wade Barrett, Damon Kemp, Andre Chase, and Nathan Frazier. Anyone who purchases the Deluxe Edition and Icon Editions are going to get on March 14th, as Destin mentioned. Everyone else is going to be there on March 17th, and I believe the Deluxe includes all of those DLCs as they launch, right? You get the season pass with it. Yes, with the with the, with at least the deluxe, you'll get the whole season pass. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, they got Wade Barrett and Scott Steiner back in the game for the first time in years. Mm -hmm. There's some, I believe the 101. I think that might be the YouTube channel. They put up, uh, they put up all the moves, every new move. That's yeah, there's like a hundred of them, I think. Yeah. So I'll put that on the screen while we continue to talk about the details so you guys can also check out the new moves. Yeah, there, there is quite a few of them. <laughs> I'll link you guys to the channel in the meantime. So it has the my gm mode where uh did they change much in this my gm mode they um from what i've heard they actually have changed quite a few things that make it to where i might actually play it more than once um i've been hearing that 
you're not like for example one of the things being um the budget for hiring your first roster i believe i heard you can actually like set a higher budget than normal um there's going to be online multiplayer so you can put your gear roster up against others um there's going to be unlimited seasons so you're not restricted to just one season from backlash all the way to wrestlemania there's going to be definitely a few more um positive changes to make it feel like more of a mode than just like a side thing when you've done everything else yeah and they added a lot of tag team mode because there's been a lot of tag teams over the last year so different different animations based on whoever the, the people are a lot of if you watch enough wrestling which has been this way literally for the last few decades you'll know just by looking you can tell who it whose it is you know what i mean because all of these are going to be people who are stars and they added their that's what i love like it's like when they put moves in as guys that aren't even necessarily with the company yeah a lot of the time it is though you yeah know? but yeah they have a lot of cool stuff here it looks fluid i like that about it yeah it's definitely they that you could tell they've done quite a good job when it comes to like how everybody everything moves i've heard a lot about um specifically with the ai that's probably gonna be one of my favorite new aspects of the game a lot of double like tables like, good lord that was toxic shock right <laughs> see i like that they have austin theory's new finisher in there because in the last game they had um this move i think it's called like a taxium or something it was a move that he didn't use in wwe that's the ninth version of the attitude adjustment that they added. Good God, never. There's a lot of versions of that move. Oh yeah, King Quest, you know Tour of the Island is going to be in there. Oh, uh, Jeff Cobb? Yeah. Yeah. Who drops down like that after move. a roundhouse kick? Snapmare takedown, off the ropes into a basement drop kick. Yep, definitely some cool stuff there. But yeah, now oh, they have yeah. a mid-card title. Like you said, it's not possible with the IC Championship being in the GM mode. Uh, the WCW cha- Hardcore Championship and North and NXT North American Championships will be available for the new brands. Why the fuck would you want the WCW Hardcore Championship? Nobody cared about that. <laughs> you know, there's that pocket of WCW fans that were like, it was the greatest. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I forgot they had a fucking hardcore championship you over t- there. <laughs> I thought that was a typo when I read that shit. The hardcore championship. WCW? <laughs> Name me one fucking WCW hardcore champion. Crowbar. I, no, I'm just joking. Don't was tell me I one? one of them. Somebody please don't know. do that to me. I don't, have, I don't remember a single one of them. Wait, no, Daphne was one. Alright, well, at least they have one good person. Probably the only good wrestler <laughs> they have in the fucking thing. Ernest the Cat Miller? Well, he was alright. I liked Ernest the Cat. He's a fucking hardcore champion. That's interesting. But yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like as bare bones as it felt last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they, they like, I feel like I have a stuff. reason to actually want to play it instead of like I already did my rise and freaking showcase, so now I guess I'll do this. They give you enough stuff to make the perfect wrestler. Yeah. Which is really cool. I'm not much of a call person myself. I just like everyone's move being included. Uh, And obviously, I'll download the ones that are customs of whoever's not in the game. 
but it's cool that you could literally the sky's practically the limit here with the amount of things that they have going on you know yeah like the level of creativity because see i'm like i'm a person where i'm the complete opposite i love creating my own character and it's all it's good to know that it's going to be um it's going to be a lot better this time around yeah they did a really good job adding every variation of every person even if they change gimmicks they give them the different version of how their move subtly changed the subtle change they've always been really good with that kind of stuff oh yeah for yeah. sure of course the addition of there being uh in-ring springboard finishers is going to be really good this year mm-hmm. and new gms that are selectable well, I don't know why. Why is Xavier Woods an accept uh, a selectable GM? So I think if I if I'm correct on this, I believe the reason they're doing that is because uh, on his YouTube, he and Tyler Breeze always go head to head on GM mode together. That doesn't make him a GM here. Yeah, I guess it was a little old to him since they put the up, up, down, down, and left, right, left, right titles in the game. So. What a weird choice. You know? Yeah, it's kind of... It's, I can see why they did it, but yeah, it's kind of weird. Oh, God, they got the Walter Foot Choke in there. Oh, Lord. Damn, draping Foot Choke. Oh! <laughs> the creative superstar has introduced... Over 600 new parts. The team for Creative Superstar introduced over 600 new parts. The advanced customization mode um, is back. So you can put together your custom entrances once again. Your pyro, your lighting yes. effects and stuff. Remember, they had to take that out last year because they didn't know how to get it in there properly. I believe, if I've heard correctly too, uh, a minor detail with the pyro, you can even determine like the duration of it. Like... You can either have just regular one-off pop pyro, or you can have almost WrestleMania-level pyro, if I've heard right. Mm -hmm. And the the creative director, Lionel Jenks, um, and the producer, Brian Williams, discussed a little bit of universe mode and how the cutscenes work. And they were quoted as saying that with universe, there's huge improvements that they made that help tell the story and give users even more control than they've already had. Which is crazy to think about because you can now have actions that you want certain superstars to perform before a match. Like you want Bobby Lashley to shake hands with MVP before the match, but at the last sec you wanted to punch him. And uh, you can actually assign to that match and watch the cutscenes play out and see how it kind of dictates the rivalry. He also spoke about the My Faction mode. Which if you recall... Last year was an offline only mode. I believe one thing that's off the top of my head, I remember that it is an online mode now. Kind of like the NBA 2K's My Team or FIFA's FUT. I love that FIFA has one called Foot. You know? <laughs> but ours is called, uh, you know, My Faction. And they said that basically uh, there's going to be new online head to head gameplay, which will give players the opportunity to pit their team up against a friend's team or members of the WW2K community. I'm very interested in that because I, I actually like the offline My Faction mode. I thought that was pretty fun. So I'm interested in yeah, It's going to be intriguing to see how they do it with that being an online mode now. Yeah, it says battle head to head online, experience all, all new online gameplay in My Faction. Show off star studded 
factions and challenge friends and WW2K community members alike through the online quick play for endless hours of fun. Experience unique live events, regular post-launch content in the form of scheduled live events will arrive year-round in my faction, offering a single-player experience with unique matchups curated by WW2K designers. Collect and upgrade cards. Diverse, aesthetically enhanced cards across multiple tiers with crisp images. Highlight, highly detailed backgrounds and design boosts make fan-favorite superstars pop. Plus, look forward to addition of the all-new pink diamond tier post-launch. Enjoy alternate superstar attires, collect multiple iterations, and my faction exclusive looks for favorite superstars while building the ultimate faction. From the most coveted historic looks to the most up-to-date changes happening on TV. So that's kind of cool to know. In the My Faction mode, you may get cards that are versions of people that change their gimmicks based on stuff that's happened that year, is what I gathered from reading that. That's freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely yeah, something. These guys got dangerous when they got their feet up under them, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, no, they're not playing. They want this game to run well. I have confidence, even though the entrances look a little weird. It seems like they focused a lot more on the gameplay and the features this time around. I'm totally sold, you know, despite everything. Yeah. See, that's one of the cases where I feel like that thing, not, the interest is not necessarily coming out great. It's not good. It's not a good thing. But when you see the effort they put into everything else, I guess the right way to put it was it makes it hurt a little less. I guess the right, right way to put it would be. Mm-hmm. See, this is one of my, this is visually one of my favorite things. In the background of the entrance is the Trons. That is pretty cool. So now you guys have an idea what it looks like when you launch it. Courtesy of this channel, Nemesis LaCroix, which uh, it looks gorgeous. I gave you guys a link to it if you want to check it out on your own. It looks beautiful. Ah, she's still a fucking superhero. <laughs> Stacy Keebler's lock, Stephanie McMahon's lock, gotta unlock her. Yeah, I believe those are through either my rise or i think it's gonna even gonna be ships or universe i believe i've heard oh but i'm so excited <laughs> i'm so excited for tuesday Not bad, not bad. Presentation's really up there, huh? Oh, yeah. I love that they went back to the actual pictures of the wrestlers. Yeah, not the renders. Not for the stat screens, at least, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because oh, sometimes the character... Sometimes the character selection screen looked like shit because they were using renders on there. Oh <laughs> Some my people God. look weird. <laughs> yeah. this, is a, this is a smarter way to go about it. This looks really good. I just like the overall look to it. It's going to be fun streaming this. Yeah. 
I like the fact that they brought back a lot of the they did their usual thing when they brought back a lot of the DLC characters and just put them in now. Nice. X Pac and Sami Zayn not wearing an See, actually, shirt. That's a cool detail right there with the Sami Zayn uh, character. They already have his new shirt in the game. Yeah. And that shirt's only been out for like six weeks. <laughs> well, hopefully they keep things updated. Or maybe they, get, they were given the design before it came out. That could have been the case. God, this is a hell of a roster. Yeah, that's a lot of people now. She's still called Dude Drop. I'll tough it out for this one. <laughs> I think this is Riddick Moss's first game, too, now that I think about it. Look at him not come up. Ain't hurting people and you in the game. Look at you. One um, nice detail that I did here, I think it was yesterday, uh, for Cody Rhodes specifically, we're obviously going to have like the, the entrance that we played on here, but we're also going to get the Cody Vader entrance. So basically the one where he rises up from the stage, we got that entrance too. Nice. The long one. <laughs> it's not going to be AEW long, but it's going to be, it's going to be kind of lengthy. <laughs> Hey, look, we got Zima Eye on the game. This is your weekly Good old Zima. <laughs> Fucking Mossy. They have so many. It's a huge roster, right? Right. And to think all these people and their DLC. These the tag teams. One thing I did hear that was um, very cool, we're probably going to see it in a second. Now, with a lot of tag teams, you can have the tag team and the faction now. So, like, in the case of, like, the Bloodline, you'll have the Bloodline as a team, and then you'll also have just the Usos. Whereas before, you had to have them all else all together. Now you can actually separate them. That is pretty cool. Yeah, they, they took a lot of time, and I like it, even though it did take a while, we got a lot of stuff that I think fans had been wanting for a while out of this game. Definitely. Looks really good, you know? Yeah, I am extremely excited for this one. So, yeah, we'll be streaming that here. Looking forward to seeing y'all there. Pro show. What else do we got here? 
Oh, yeah, newest member of the Bullet Club. I know that's what we've all been wondering. Who's the newest member of the Bullet Club, right? Who do you think? I believe not is? only the newest member, but the new leader, if it's the person I'm thinking of. Really? Yep. Bullet Club's had more leaders than members, it feels like, sometimes. Yeah, I think David Finley is their fifth or sixth one, I believe. But Jay White was the longest-running one, believe it or not. I think he was Lear for five years. King Question, why? <laughs> I, I, thought thought that was was, I thought that was Marty Scroll. Why is David <laughs> Finley? Why is David Finley the leader of the Bullet Club? I don't know. I'm so tired of this shit, man. Every time somebody comes out, I don't know why they're the leader of the Bullet Club. It's like mafia rules. You run up and you take out the head boss, you're automatically the leader. Yeah, like David Finley is the leader of the Bullet Club? What the fuck? I never thought that they would surprise me further than they did with Jay White. Weren't him and David Finley young boys at the same time? I think so. I remember seeing those young boys in Wrestle Kingdom years ago. They can't believe these motherfuckers are Bullet Club leaders. And Juice Robinson turned heel and became part of the Bullet Club. I remember they used to be Finn Juice, so they've reunited as Finn Juice within the Bullet Club. I don't think they call yeah. themselves Finn Juice anymore, though, probably. Yeah, they probably won't even be teaming. How weird, man. The Bargain Bullet Club. Boreto Club. And that, that, that's different for sure. <laughs> I guess at this point it'll take me less time to get used to just because they, they do so many different things. You know? Yeah, stuff seems to change all the time with them. And for your friend, oh, yeah, that's true because uh, the Bullet Club have the impact tag titles to add to their legacy now. Yeah, he said for your friend George, they have Bullet Club TNA. That's almost like, yeah, Ace Austin and uh, Chris Bay who are who beat the machine gun for the impact tag titles. To that, I say, if there's Bullet Club and no one's around to see it, is it still Bullet Club? I mean, George watches impact, so technically, somebody, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> It's funny too because I I think I I think I I might have been 
pass it by a clip or something when I saw that they won the tag titles. Ace Austin and Chris Bay are the only ones who still use the actual Bullet Club theme. At least the only ones I know of. Everybody else is using their own music. George says, hey, leave TNA Bullet Club alone. See, look, you got your bottoms here. What's up, George? You summoned them. <laughs> that is pretty messed up stuff. <sighs> Did you hear about the Jake Paul Floyd Mayweather situation? You know, I just heard about that today. <laughs> but I don't have a clue what happened. You don't? I don't even want to spoil it for you then. Oh, God. What's going on? So I guess I guess Floyd's people and Jake's people. What wow, your your people are pussy. Look at that. Let's go back to that again for a minute here. How come I can't get it to run properly now? There we go. Look at how Floyd security acts. What's going on? What's up, Floyd? I can have what I want. What's your name with the camera? Oh, you got camera too. So what you supposed, who you supposed to be? I'm, I'm just working, man. I'm just working for you. And you backed you up. Since your loss? So hold on. Let's get the backstory of what's happening here. Yeah, I got to hear this. So basically, this was about Jake's comments to Floyd about Floyd's deceased family member and other below the belt inappropriate shit that he said. And I guess ever since, this is the first time that the two posses are like encountering one another. And Floyd, I, I like that that Jake backs up and his security is fucking shook. Look at this guy right here. You need to fire that guy. That guy's smiling. You could tell he doesn't have that smile like he's amused. He has that smile he gets when you come up to somebody who talked shit and now you're face to face with them and they're like, nah, man. Nah, man. Just before you slap the shit out of him. Nah, man. Like you could tell. Look at, <laughs> look at that motherfucker. Like that's what you see Floyd security in the back with that man ready. <laughs> He asked who? Look at it. I wonder why the thing keeps... Come on, TMZ. Fix your shit. Every time I try to do it, it fucks up. Keep your eyes on Jake. What happened since your loss? Yo, we gonna bust him up, guys? I told you put that Yo, let's right bust him up. Where are you running, Jake? Where are you going since your fight? Since you lost? What's up, Jake? Where are you going, Jake? Oh, he's running! He's running! Look at him! Maybe he's training for the fight ahead of time. Jake Paul running. Get that cardio in. Why is he running? I think because the last time. It's alright. Yo, he he used the anything go Sayotome final attack. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Remember that shit? I didn't think that I'd have to use this, but I have no choice. Anything goes Sayotome final attack. 
Ready, set, run away. <laughs> and all I'm saying, quote it. I, I just work for him. <laughs> That's the line of that clip. Yes, the final attack based on like, speed. Bro, how are you <laughs> based talk on about speed, somebody's dead relative and strategy? And <laughs> <laughs> he fucking ran. What the? F- that was interesting. All I'm saying, man, say what you want about Conor McGregor. Conor ain't never ran from nobody after talking some shit like that. No, I've heard the, the the stuff on the internet saying that that was very mature of him and that was a smart move by him because he got out of the situation before it elevated and became like a big deal. Fair enough, fair enough. But did he have to run? <laughs> like, like did he? Nobody was ch- <laughs> like nobody was chasing him. Couldn't he have made it look? better like couldn't he have walked away in a jake paul-esque walk and gotten away all you see was ass and elbows all you see was ass and elbows and then jersey you turn it to sonic real quick i'm saying i don't blame like let's just say he's like fuck it i have a lot of money on my line i'm getting pussy later i don't want to go to jail tonight and you have to get a rain that sucks but could he have just kept walking the way he was doing what made him decide that the best look would be to run like that <laughs> and That's not like never power gonna walk look like good. this man dipped okay <laughs> bro none of them were chasing you it would look weird if floyd mayweather and his team started chasing a white dude down the fucking block with the cops there <laughs> like that are you fucking mad what was going on in his imagination that would make you think that a crew of fucking black guys with Floyd Mayweather would be stupid enough to run after your white ass in the middle of that fucking situation with the cops everywhere? <laughs> you know how fucking bad that would have looked? They're not stupid. You never. Do you honestly think that you would have to tell Floyd May, Mayweather's freaking entourage not to whip that guy's ass in the right there? Oh. That's how fucking convincing. That's how fucking convincing those guys are as being intimidating. That he lost all I sense of like logic. A They're person not gonna... <laughs> ran with him. <laughs> They're not gonna kick your ass right there, man. He ran, dude. You could have walked slowly away. If they did chase you, it would have looked worse. If you then in turn started running, but I don't think they were gonna fucking chase you, man. <laughs> Like, I don't think anybody was going to chase him, right? He fucking ran. Uh, he has PTSD from that boxing fight, huh? Yo, I've... And, like, the, what I love so much is that he walked away, gave himself distance, and then ran. That yeah. man gave himself a head start for an ass whooping that wasn't even probably covered. Which means that as he started to walk away, he wasn't comfortable with the amount of distance that he was able to achieve and decided to accelerate that shit. I'm not comfortably far enough away from these guys. To not get my ass kicked. Oh, God. Like, walk away fast if you need to. Because they're going to say you ran anyway. But when you literally run... Like, he wasn't, like, full... You ever seen the old school ending of Dragon Ball Z where Gohan's running on the globe? That whole fucking... (laughs) Like, he's in, like, a full sprint and everybody's, like, behind him. That's how he looked, right? The most of you ever played that game? What was that game that they used to have Temple Run where the guys just fucking full sprint? And you got to. Oh just, my god, it's Paul just, Run. Someone has to make fucking, fucking Jake, Jake Paul Run and just, just fucking put his thing in there. 
Just running forward from Floyd Mayweather. You know? Every time you get a power somebody up. Somebody out there will really do it too. <laughs> every time every time Paul gets a power up, it, it plays a drop of Conor McGregor going, fuck the Mayweathers. <laughs> oh my God. You get further away from him. That would be a perfect game. I just can't fucking believe that he ran like that. It didn't look like he was about to run either, right? I guess what does somebody it look didn't. like before they're about to run? He came out of nowhere. You know, like what does somebody look like before they're about to run? Like he was going to get in and on your marks, get set, go. Like I at least expected to see like that little jog, like wind up and then run. No, that man just skipped the jog and straight sprint. What happened? You're not tough anymore since your loss? Look, he slowly starts to back up and look behind him. He's looking for the escape route already. This is so weird. Then he looks behind him again. Then he turns away. Oh, they, I guess they were sort of starting to walk toward him. But they weren't going to. Oh, he's running. He's running. Look at him. Wow. They chased him away. Jake Paul running, champ. Why is he running? I think because the last time. He's so far, I can't even see him anymore. Nah, man. It's alright. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, go caught him. That's so shocking, oh. right? Who would have expected that to be with his reaction? Maybe that's why he did it. He was like, no one will see this coming. I'm just going to turn around and run. <laughs> they don't expect me to run. The furthest thing from their minds will be that I'm just going to turn around and run in the opposite direction of them. I've never tried that before. <laughs> that's all I got to do. I get to talk shit about people's dead relatives and then just run in the opposite direction of them. Oh, my God. Like you can almost wow. see the moment when he had his mind made up. Like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. All right. We still have a lot of interesting shit to come. This is one of those shows that just every topic has some, some sort of fire behind it. So we're going to take a break, and then we will be right back. Hang tight.
Well, if you're wondering what's happened, <laughs> so am I. The computer that we have running our news from time to time took off and went wild. So what we're going to do is turn over from the top. Harvey D. Wife was not naked. She had pasties on it. I thought, I'm going to here. She always looks naked. You got that much ass, it's hard not to. No, of course I knew that I was in there. We make sure, you know, we're careful. I mean, these are. Wouldn't it be weird for the people themselves to be putting them up <laughs> naked and not know? <laughs> I didn't know I was naked in that one. And she just put it like on her regular, you know, regular social media. I you know? had no idea. Yeah, it's updated weekly, so we will always know. Anyway, we're back officially now. If that goes without saying. Right. Let's cover a weekly. I guess we're weekly. Even though you guys, most of you guys were here for the watch along. More people are here for watch along than for the podcast when it comes to Twitch. But. It's still a tradition to go over what we saw for those of you that were not in the chat room that day. With that said, Revolution 2023 came to us from San Francisco, California's Chase Center. Good bank. Yeah. My bank. We start with a singles match. Chris Jericho against Ricky Starks. This was fun, right? Oh, this was excellent. Very nice opener. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks does not remind me of The Rock. I don't know why people say that about him. He's totally not The Rock. It's because you know. he has eyebrows that do the eyebrow thing, you know, like any other person who knows how to do it. He doesn't remind me of The Rock at all. Not not in the friggin' least. Like, the statement makes no sense. Yeah. None whatsoever. 
Like Ricky Starks reminds me of Ricky Starks. That's where it stops. Pretty much. <laughs> this was excellent showing against Jericho. Yeah, very solid stuff. I mean, Ricky Starks, a lot of the, the veterans really like him. I guess just the way that he works, something about it, like, really resonates with a lot of people. Punk liked him. Jericho likes him. Like, most of the people that yeah. are from the WWE seem to like Ricky Starks a lot. Uh, I mean, the dude has a very unique aura about him. Like, you don't see too much, even when he was a heel, you don't see many people like him. People forget that he was a jobber in WWE first. Remember he was backstage with Ryback and Ryback like slapped him with like a cake or some shit and it all got in his ears and shit and then put him God, through a I table. Remember. I remember. I was him. Not a great thing to have on your resume. Look at that Floyd to you. But he blocks the Judas effect with a basic martial arts block. Who would have thought? The first block they teach Rochambeau. <laughs> the Rochambeau for them. Beautiful looking Rochambeau for the win. Good old Jungle Boy. And the final burial match, as they affectionately renamed it. Like the day of... <laughs> Basically a casket match. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. I hope the storyline is over. How about that? That's what I want. If this comes to a close and there's no more, then I'm totally cool with that. I mean, you don't continue after a casket match. So. Neither of these guys are undead. So. Yeah, they went to the outside very early on in this. Anyways, no time. None. See, Liv, that's how you do a suicide dive. Yeah, without dying. Suicide dive, not die. <laughs> Why is Christian wearing a shirt? I don't know, maybe. I mean, I guess for a fact, maybe it's just a suit he went for. It looks good on him. Do you not like it? Yeah, I mean, since this is like a basically Street Fight-esque no-holds-bars match, you don't necessarily have to wear your gear, so... This got physical when they got him near the gravesite, though. Yeah, it took some huge risk out here. Still solid stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Everything looked good that they did. Nothing looked bad. That's what made it really good. Get his ass in that casket. Dude, dirt in his face. That's fucked up. One of the things I love here is the way that casket drops. I know people made fun of it, but that's what makes it so fun. That was kind of cool. <laughs> I like that effect. Concheros his ass. If he dies, he dies. Look at that. <laughs> 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 that's 
so stupid. I love it. It's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> I like that. Let's just skip all the entrances and pleasantries and all that other shit. It's trios, titles time. Mm-hmm. This match was wild. Yeah, good stuff happening here. I didn't realize how fun this match was going to be. I, I told <laughs> you, for a company to style the way AEW is, this would be my main event. And one thing that I like about this match, uh, and Don um, Don Callis during um, Zero Hour kind of made a point of it. And I actually, it kind of made me a little more excited about it. Um, I think Renee asked him, like, what's the plan for the House of Black? And Jesus, he straight up said, like, we don't see them very often, so you really don't have much of a plan. And it kind of made sense. It's like, how do you plan for a team that you don't see in the ring very often? Yeah, they did a really good job with this feud, you know. Oh, this was great. Like everybody performed incredibly in this match. Like I told you before, this would be my my uh, main event if, of AEW if I had to choose. I think the trios needs to be given more attention than the main title because they were really built themselves on on stables. Even coming from yep, where they were in Ring of Honor. Stables been kind of the heartbeat of this company. Yeah, even coming from where they were in Ring of Honor and New Japan. If it wasn't for Bullet Club being as over as it was in New Japan and Ring of Honor, they would have never been able to gather the resources necessary to do AEW. High speed, fast pace, like from start to finish. They never slow down during this match. At all. <laughs> but those are sometimes the best ones. <laughs> yeah, those are great. Dude, some of these double teams were beautiful. Yeah, they really are. Good old Julia interfering, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Snapdragon. This is my favorite part of the match. Oh, no. I couldn't believe it. That Dante's Inferno looks rough. <laughs> Super kick party. Yo, that knee, he about killed him with that fucking knee. That knee is legit. New trios champs. Yeah, I guess they deserve it as long as we see them wrestle more. Yeah, I think we will now that they're champions.
We can skip all of that because the next match is the AW Women's World Title three-way match. Jamie Hayter defending her championship against Soraya and Ruby Soho. Oh, this is an enjoyable match. Very enjoyable. Yeah, everybody played their roles well in this. Mm -hmm. And Soraya hasn't missed a beat in all the time she's been gone, you know? Like, she needed, like, a match or two to shake off the rust, but once she got that done, oh, dude, it's been like, it's like she never left. Yeah, very solid stuff. There's a lot of her old spots I miss seeing. I'm glad we get to see them again. Yeah, and Jamie Hayter, I like the fact that she's become so hard-hitting and very legitimate, you know? Like I told you before, her offense, when we were watching this during the watch-along, it's a lot of hard-hitting shit, you know, very convincing the way she lays it in. Yeah, she has a very shoot-to-kill type offense. I remember in the beginning, we always talked about how she didn't look comfortable in the ring, but then we went and looked at her stuff when she was in Japan. And it was like, yeah, you know, she's official. She's probably having trouble adjusting to the States or the ring or whatever. Because early on... She kill anybody over here. Early on when people were critical of her work but only complimenting her ass, I was like, this girl probably knows a lot more than what we're giving her credit, and it's just a matter of adjustment. You gotta make an adjustment when you're used to Japan where you can hit bitches as hard as you want to. Folded her with that nightcap. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's I think that's a good night, I believe. I gotta try to remember which one is which. And then she turns. About damn time. Now she's gonna matter. It's gonna be great. Get to that Texas death match, right? So when you want no logic, just violence. John Mossy versus Hangman Page. There will be no bleeding in this match. First person to bleed leaves forever. No, <laughs> so at that point, you might as well get rid of both of <laughs> I think the fact that they there was so much violence leading up to this match sort of diminishes the match itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're them constantly getting to each other. Like, it'd be one thing if like, this is the first time they touched in like months. But like they were fighting every week almost. Mm -hmm. And even the fights that weren't this match were bloody matches. You can't make every match into this bloody because then it minimizes when you bleed here. Every time Moxley fought somebody, even fucking Evil Uno, who's like a non-threat is bleeding all over the fucking place. It was like a little bit crazy, you know? It makes it unfortunate because then you have to you have to ramp the violence up in this match to a wild level and make up for the fact that you bleed all the time. Yeah, where they're forking motherfuckers. Right, like ma matches like this are about the fact that like, okay, this guy's bleeding, he doesn't usually bleed. Moxie's gotta pull out bob wires, fork, and everything else because it's like I always bleed, so I gotta do more than just bleed. Yeah. But there's too much violence, you know? Like, I'm over it. It happens all the time. They made it sound in the beginning like it was going to be an occasional thing, and then ever since, it happens every pay-per-view, and a lot of the time, just on the fucking rampage. 
Like, you don't need to accentuate violence in the sport in order to legitimize it. If anything, it makes us look stupid when a match is this oversaturated with blood. And, yeah, there were good aspects to the match and, and stuff like that. But a lot of this... It's not what I'm really looking into wrestling for. The whole shock factor of we're going to use barbed wire and fucking... You see how... To, like that? That's not the look that you want from, from the mainstream audience. ECW fans and people from there are going to love that. But, you know, your, your casual fan doesn't want to watch wrestling or any sport for that matter and just see people covered in fucking barbed wire and shit, you know? And that's the problem. This company can't decide if it wants to be underground or mainstream. You can't compete with the with the freaking big one and then do bush league shit like this. Like, you know, oh, he's going to use a brick now and try to squash his hand with a brick. And we got a chain. And I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe I'm just old. Maybe, just, maybe people are like, listen to this old motherfucker who doesn't know how much we no, love violence. No, I mean, violence. even me who, like, I'm a fan of the hardcore. I'm a fan of the deathmatch. I'm a fan of stuff like that. The thing about it, though, is... AEW is not supposed to be a deathmatch company. It's not like GCW where their deathmatching is their thing. If this was here, it wouldn't be a problem because that that's just every day in the neighborhood. But this is a company where you have your main eventers that don't always do this stuff. And when you look at it, like if let's say this is WWE and it was uh, when it was like what Foley and Edge, yeah, they touched here and there. But it was never to the degree that it was in the match by the time we got to that WrestleMania. Where this, you see this level of blood all the time now. So it just kind of makes it like another day in the neighborhood. It does. Which, like, this, the whole gimmick behind this is that this is Hangman's signature match in AEW. Why is your signature match another day in the neighborhood? Like you don't want yeah. that to be the thing. Like, I think this would have been a great match if there was no bleeding for a long time, and then this match happened. Because the only thing that really happened of in, that actually happened that was significant is the fact that that's Moxley's first time submitting in a decade. The last person who tapped him out was Daniel Bryan. I shouldn't be sitting here like the most significant thing out of a Texas death match is that Moxley tapped for the first time in ten years. There's a screenshot. When you have no safe word. <laughs> yep, it happened. Samoa Joe defending the AWTNT title against Wardlow. Fun big man match. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this feud's still going on between these guys, you know? Yeah, I guess it did get extended a tad with Wardlow getting like legit injured. Wardlow. 
Wednesday night at Diamond Live from Sacramento. I can't understand how you're such an athletic big man. I don't get it. Yeah, he's amazing. Like I said, we got to. I love that Joe's still moving here. good after all these years. You notice ever since Joe's left WWE, we don't ever hear about Joe getting injured anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that road schedule kind of fucks with some people. Like it's a, some people aren't always injury prone. It's just like the schedule might just screw with them. It's good to see him work with somebody like Joe. Yeah, it's definitely good. And this felt like this was a type of win that Warlow really needed. Because, like, you get a win over And then on top of that, not only to beat Joe, make Joe pass out. That's a serious move right there. Come for that and what I like about Greg. the way he handled that is he jumped on Joe's back, so it's even more weight that Joe had to carry with him. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to the AW World Tag Team title Fatal 4-Way match. The Guns, Austin and Colton Gunn going up against Jay Lethal. Oh, I should probably not be interrupting the rap, right? I guess Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy. The acclaims Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. And then Cialis fell from the ceiling or something? Is what it looked like when we were watching the live feed? <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> or did they throw it or something? I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, who's going to go that far for a joke? <laughs> you know? That's some, that's some next level hurt right there. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, like it really is. Damn, bro. You <laughs> wanted to make sure he fell this year, didn't he? you? Think? <laughs> Oh. oh, yeah, but of course, kind of the running theme of the night. Everybody works so well in this match. They put a lot of good people together that work all good together. Yeah, they really did. Like, that's what made this pay-per-view so great, with the exception of Texas death, which there was no skill needed. Everybody meshed together through this whole card. Mm -hmm. Very solid stuff. You know, and the guns, they do work good, even though I'm annoyed with their gimmick. Yeah. yeah. But they definitely are. Everybody in this match, this tag title runs benefiting them the most. Because mm -hmm. everybody else is okay without the tag title. These two, they need a tag And they're pretty, they're, yeah, they're, they're excellent in the ring. The kids are good. Yeah, no, there's no question about that. That's what that's what I think I like about it. It's like they're re, like your heels in the sense of like nobody likes them, and it, it's the same thing with the pretty deadly thing. You can't stand them, but they're good. I mean, you could tell they're pretty well trained, you know. A little greater value, Kali, in there. Oh, yes. The Billy Gunn with his with his barely there, famous sir. It's funny here, Jeff. See Jerry hit somebody with a stroke after all these years. Yeah, right. Hey, there she goes. <laughs> Austin charges in German suplex. Oh, 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 
Even Dan Howells got to do a lot in this match, too. Like, this was a good match. Yes, way. This is how we prevent him from having a podcast. That's the case. Keep him on every week. Yeah. Sixty-minute Iron Man match. We've all been here before. Oh. We got a little head here. Isn't this dramatic? This is a dope entrance. So what do you think of this as an Iron Man match? You know, I don't, I've, I think I've seen, God, I don't even know how many Iron Man matches. Not too many hour-long ones. For me, though, as a fan, this is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah? Like, I feel like if you ever wanted a match to make MJF when it came to a champion, this was the one to do it. Because, you know, Daniel Bryan, like, well, Bryan Danielson, the way he looked at it, it was like, dude, I've done this even when it's not an Iron Man match. Like, this is nothing to me. <laughs> so the real thing I always I always thought about as the time started to go down is kind of like, we already know with Brian Danielson, it's not going to be an issue. But what happens for MJF when he hits the wall? Like that point where it's like the lactic acid starts to build up, your muscles start to ache, you got to reach down to even stand up at that point. Like, what's going to happen there? And I think this match showed he can hang in there when it gets down to like that 40 and 50 minute mark. I agree. This this was excellent though. Like this is I know a lot of people out there have been saying this is might be one of the best Iron Man matches they've seen. Like this this one's gotten a ton of praise. And I keep hearing this this thing about to the people who say MJF can't wrestle. I've never come across any of them. Where are these crazy bastards at? They're 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 the ones giving Moxley and Paige five stars. Like that dude is incredible as an athlete. And actually, that that's one of the things that makes it always makes it always special. The fact that he doesn't wrestle very often. He's good enough to where when he gets in there. It's, even though you know he's good, it's always good to have like that fresh reminder of how good he actually is. Mm, good enough to hang with Brian Danielson for an hour. <laughs> like that's the one thing with Iron Man matches I like is like you're going in there for sixty minutes no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian Danielson doesn't slow down. Like, he's not like some of these other wrestlers, like, where when he starts getting in those late minutes, he'll start slowing down. Like, if anything, he might crank it up. No, they paced him. And MJF absolutely hung in there with him the entire time. Yeah. 
like I said, they paced themselves properly for sure. For something that went a freaking hour. You know. Yeah, that's not easy to pace. No, less less rest holds and stuff than even in the, the Brett Sean one, even though it was a different time. Gotta give their credit for that. Motherfucker tried to kick him through the barricade. This is like the first time in a long time we saw like a true blue Iron Man match. Yeah. Not like 15, 20, 30 minutes, like a full 60 minutes. MJF does work as a world champion, you know? Because a good heel yeah. world champion. I mean, he comes, he, what I like about him is Love he comes, that elbow, that elbow yeah. was gorgeous. <laughs> but what I like about him is that he comes off as a champion where. Kind of like he said, he'll, he's willing to give up any single aspect of his life to keep that world championship because now it gives him purpose. Mm-hmm. This, this match did an excellent job of proving that because look at how far he was willing to go to make sure he kept that championship. That was a rough bump there. That might have been hard way with the way he got split open there. I love that heat seeker. Like, and he doesn't go down like a bitch. Like, he, nine times out of ten, straight out beats people. This, this was so crazy by this point. Yeah, all the MJF doubters have been put to bed. The same Brian Danielson didn't no win the title. I don't know exactly where they're going. I guess we're just going to have a long run with MJF. That was a lot of blood. Good lord. Like, he eddy gigged on that one. <laughs> the crimson mask. Behold. Focus were battered by this point in the match. Mm-hmm, for sure. Like that is gruesome, boy. See, the blood here feels more appropriate than it did in the John Moxley match. Yeah, because it was a long. This was like, God, what, 30, 40 minutes into the match? Like. This justified it more, you know? That's crazy. Avalanche tombstone pile driver. Fucked up his knee. Down to the last minute and a half. Oh yeah, they did and the this whole. This was a long, sudden death. <laughs> they did the whole WrestleMania 12, huh? 
So many false finishes. Busaiko knee. No, celebrate too early, bitches. <laughs> see, mo see, sudden death, I feel, is what made it what made it for MJF. Because like he's already been going an hour. And he's still fighting. I love that was such a smart move. He gets the ropes to cause the rope break, and then he just taps to make noise so that Brian Danison thinks he won. Yeah, kind of like I may have said some time ago with like some submission wrestlers, certain ones like Benoit and other people, they wouldn't wait, they wouldn't stop after the tap just in case. Look at that where he crosses his eyes there, Yugi Nagata style. <laughs> Blue justice. Blue justice all the way. Love that he took that from him. <laughs> And I said, Brian Danielson taps. Amazing performance. Very solid stuff. Like, like I need to meet the brainless marks who say this kid can't wrestle because he just did for over an hour. <laughs> Very cool stuff. Very solid pay-per-view. They never mess up on the pay-per-views. Yeah, the pay-per-views always deliver. That's why I think it does kind of suck that there's only four a year. No, that's a good amount. I'm happy with four. I don't need pay-per-views every month with them. You I know? mean, not every month. But yeah, very solid stuff. Oh yeah, great. I think if they they would start, it would start to get saturated. Otherwise, you know, like if they started to do it the way WWE does it, they don't have that rhythm to do it that way. Oh no, no, no! Like I say, like if it was like every like three, maybe four, that'd be different, but. Like either more pay per views or not so many special name dynamites or rampages. Like all the special name dynamites do have to go. That's because that's that's the thing. Like if like WWE, yeah, they have pay per views basically every month, but they also don't have like Raw hole in one or shit like that. <laughs> like yeah. if something gets a name in WWE, it's because it's actually a special event. All right, well, with that, we're going to take another break and come back and talk more about the sheets. It's a good pay-per-view, though. You know, we'll see you in a minute. Yep, good job.
with you again. So Lita made a cameo in another company. Yep, showed up in the indies. You showed up in Hood Slam. Who the fuck would have expected that, right? <laughs> there was speculation that she didn't know I guess the context of where she was going or whatever, but that was a speculation that was quickly debunked by a tweet that she sent out that said, finally, I made it to motherfucking hood slam. I've just got two things to say. I'll start with number one, and it's fuck the fans. Number two, what I really come here for, dark chic. You wanted a mic. So she definitely knows where she is. She's at hood slam. <laughs> the company named hood slam. I like to think so. Oh, so that's what she says. Look at that. You're about to curse here. Why is this allowed? You ever watch Hood Slam, Destin? Nah. <laughs> That was it? That was her whole cameo? <laughs> See you later. That was motherfucking it. hood slam? <laughs> yeah, Lita dropped by motherfucking hood slam. I've never seen hood slam before. Yeah, I ain't never watched motherfucking hood slam. Motherfucking hood slam. Okay, okay, Lita. 
funny. She's camming all over the damn place lately, right? That was motherfucking hood slam. Yeah, maybe we'll check it out one day. Do a watch along for hood slam. You guys down? No, we're gonna do a watch along for motherfucking hood slam. <laughs> So Sami Zayn was at an indie show out in Canada, and he said the wrong city. You never do that. Oh God, he Hogan did. Oh God, he, he tried to play it off, but he Hogan did all right. He's trolling them. <laughs> he said I was a bad guy not that long ago. Some habits don't don't break easy. Living the dream. Mm -hmm. Do you see MVP backstage? Where was this at? This was during Raw, and he put backstage in Boston talking to some people. And then he put this along with it. Interesting little boot butt character there. MVP wants a stable so badly. He wants another hurt business like the oh my god. <laughs> so what do we got here for podcast listeners? We got the Street Profits, Carmelo Hayes, and Umas. Uno Mas. <laughs> no Mas. That'd be an interesting little cast for a new herb business. Does nothing for me, man. Nah. Hang on. Street Profits can't play heels, you know? Right. Like, I, I don't know. I can't envision that. Someone give him a fucking stable. Just give him Lashley, Cedric, and Shelton back and call it a day. So Gangrel has his own signature beer. I heard about this. 
Do you know what it's called? The Brood. The Brood. Yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> I mean, hey, the name's easy, so... You can have some brood. Freshly brewed brood. Hopefully it tastes better than his knees look. Delicious. You could spit it at your friends. <laughs> and then when they look at you, you'll be like, what? It's the brood. After they kick your ass, you won't know if it's the brood or your blood. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so angry. That's not the, that's not the punchline for it. <laughs> I want that to be the fucking slogan so bad. The brood. Looks like a, whoop your ass, will it be the beer or the blood? You'll never know. <laughs> brood. Looks like a fucking Clamato. Remember Clamato? I don't remember Clamato. People would mix, what was it, tomato sauce with beer or some shit like that? That's what a Clamato yeah, was, right? Yeah, some weird shit like that. That's called the brood. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same, but that's what it looked like. The oh. fuck going on here, man? All because he had a vampire gimmick in the in the company. Now he has a brewed beer. Fucking hardcore Holly shot at the pieces. Piece of shit. Throwing it back to the late nineties, we've collaborated with WWE superstar Gangrel and made a delicious blood red kettle sour with cherries, clocking in at five point five percent ABV. The brood. <laughs> man, gotta do what you gotta do. Get that hustle. Yeah, man, go get your money, man. Dracula. I might try it. I mean, what could you lose from trying it, right? I mean, hey, it's been a long. It's been it's been a while since we had a top one's taste test. Fuck it. Could be. I'll come here in like a couple of weeks with a can of brood. So Wardlow got robbed. Man, I heard about this and I was so bummed. Let's check it out and then I want to say some stuff. Well, thanks to the person who broke into my rental car and took absolutely everything from me. My TNT title, my gear, my boots, my whole life uh, were in those bags. Um, I don't know if this means I'm going to have to beat the shit out of Hobbs in these clothes I'm wearing right now, but uh, one way or another, I'm going to make it to Sacramento and uh, we're going to get this shit done. Whoever did do this, better thank God that uh, I didn't catch you in the act because your jaw would be as shattered as this glass is. Oh. Poor Wardlow. That so, sucks. It really does suck, you know. I don't know what his options were. But I would recommend to everyone who happens to have a world championship belt of any kind not to leave that shit in the seat of any car. You know, because I'm pretty sure the title is we got everything else stolen. Everything else was iced on the cake. 
You never leave something valuable looking on the seat of a car. You just don't. You fucking don't. It's out of the court. May as well have just left his wallet in there. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the person who did is a piece of shit for doing it, but still. Yeah, like, it's still a piece of shit, but you got to be careful because this, <laughs> yeah. this piece of shit's everywhere. You know? It's like he needs to know that. You know, this piece of shit's everywhere, my friend. You yeah. got to be careful yeah. about That's it. That's why you don't leave stuff like that just out and about? Yeah. It really sucks, but I bet you there's a 50-50 chance to get it back because there's some fan out there that'll see that shit and report it. You know, you, I've seen that kind of stuff happen before. Oh, yeah, it's happened. Yeah, like I said, it's a shame that that had to go the way that it did. More on that later because we have to talk about how that affects Dynamite, ironically, because it does. So this video has been going viral of Liv Morgan at a Knicks game. Have you seen this? <laughs> I have. So what do you know about it? All I know is that Poe Baby did not look interested at all. <laughs> so this is Liv Morgan at a Knicks game. Anyway, that's the whole clip. Yo, you could meme the shit out of that clip. You <laughs> Trying to describe everything in Game of Thrones after season four, and she is not interested. <laughs> Catch a screenshot, ain't you? No, 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 no. That's kind of funny, though, no. Uh That's, that'd be a pretty sad screenshot. Oh, that'd be fucking depressing. <laughs> that would hit a little bit too close to home for some people out there. Oh my god. Give me a sec. I'm just looking for something real quick. Oh no. <laughs> no, no. It's not, not like that. I don't want you to get your hopes up. I'm just looking for something. In okay, good. <laughs> You look at you thinking that's what's scary to me. <laughs> I was just looking at the different tweets of this. I'll see if there's anything funny on here. Oh my god. Well, Stacey says she looks like she's trying to not trying to not pay attention to the guy and play her own music in her <laughs> That is great. That motherfucker like, don't watch me, please. <laughs> Hard to find what I was looking for. Oh my god. Just because there's so much Liv Morgan stuff. But anyway, a few people talked about this. I was looking for the tweets of some of the wrestlers. Uh, 
But the person is named Justin Scolis. So many people jumped to conclusions that this guy was trying to mack on Liv. And uh, he's the WWE Senior Vice President of Live Events. And he was there to accompany her to the promotion because they were there promoting the upcoming Madison Square Garden show. So, of course, having to talk to somebody from the WWE office, it's going to look like she doesn't give a fuck what they have to say. <laughs> so you know, you're gonna go deep push me anyway. You think I give a shit? <laughs> oh man! Well, so everybody jumped to conclusions. It was supposed to be there, and it was everybody designed- went for the funny. They go for the logic, and and it, he was designed to be annoying. Oh, if you really boy. look at it that way, you know, it's WWE creative. Oh, man. This yeah. shit was great when that video came out because it was like, oh, no. Yeah, he's trying to Mac on live. No, that's not what happened here, though. Let me give you guys the link to what actually happened, though. Everybody thought he was trying to live, laugh, and lay, but no, no. He was bored listening to him probably talk about creative shit. Who knows? She had no interest in talking about that next push that was just going in with her getting her ass whooped. She's swaying to music. Maybe she has her earbuds in. <laughs> Maybe she has an earbud in her other ear. She's not, she doesn't seem like she'd be rude enough to do that, right? That's what I think. Where she's just not a basketball fan, is just not feeling this event right now. She got that. I'm here because they told me to be here. Look, I have no choice but to be here. This is not optional. Pretty much. And. Supposedly that drink that MJF threw in the kid's face, they're saying that it wasn't the plant and that MJF didn't realize that there was some sort of alcohol in the in the thing and I guess he threw it in the kid's face and the alcohol got in the kid's eyes. And uh I don't know, I would take this with a grain of salt. Maybe they maybe they're overselling it. And uh they said that apparently some people from AEW went and got him an acclaimed foam finger and then some other people from AEW talked to him to help smooth things over and Amanda Huber was sitting with him at the time of this report. I guess calming him down. Anyone doesn't know it's the wife of Brody Lee, the late Brody Lee. So this is what I'm hearing. I don't know. Yeah, I've been hearing that through and here and there since our revolution. I can't tell you for sure if they work the fans or not. Uh, I mean, it's MJF, so I could believe that they worked them pretty good. But yeah, apparently they, people are reporting that it wasn't a work and that the kid was upset afterwards and stuff. Well, I mean, you know, have better fucking reflexes, kid. Dodge that shit. <laughs> what the fuck's the matter? Welcome to the business. Around, you know how to move. You <laughs> Over on this show, the heels are actually bad. <laughs> <laughs> Strap in, Come Scooter, on, and get what are you doing? Do you first drink? 
Mommy, the bad man threw a drink in my face. It's well, he's a bad man. Fuck, did you expect? You know, so what a waste of alcohol. And what you doing drinking tequila at a wrestling event with your child right there anyway? <laughs> like, did you get stuck babysitting that night? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, really, right? Too funny. All right. What else do we got going on here? Well, we always got weeklies, right? Oh, yeah. It's either Raw, Roblox, or Dynamite. Um, I think since we just got done with uh, Revolution, let's do Dynamite. Hey, we can do Dynamite then. Always like to roll it in with that with the brand that was linked to the fall of the previous pay-per-view. So. Dynamite 179 came to us from Sacramento, California. The Golden One Center. They open up with the AEW All Atlantic title match. Orange Cassidy defending against Jay Lethal. OP Orange Cassidy against Jay Lethal because holy Jesus. Mm-hmm. And apparently AEW is going to be changing the name of the All-Atlantic Championship. According to Sean Sapp behind Fightful's paywall, Warner Brothers asked AEW to do some course promotion for the new Shazam movie. So they had the idea of quote-unquote leveling up the title because I guess maybe there's something involving leveling up in the new Shazam movie. So basically what's going to happen is the title is going to level up and become the AEW Intercontinental title. Hmm. Do they have to add augments and shit to it in order for it to level up? Like, how does it work? <laughs> like, do they do they get do they put yeah, any max of four if you last long enough? <laughs> do they put any resources in the fucking title? Anyway, I'm glad it's not called the All Atlantic title, no matter what, because that's just a stupid thing to do. But that's also an indication of the fact that Warner Brothers is happy with their partnership with AEW enough to change the title, or maybe they just don't give enough of a shit at the time. They're like, whatever, let's do something with them. But I get the impression that there's a good partnership there, and it, it they both help each other because they fix a stupid name title. Yeah, and that's AEW's first championship that's ever been rebranded. So hey, mm-hmm. it's come up. Yeah, really good. But yeah, Orange Cassidy continues his monster fucking push and now beating former Ring of Honor World Champion Jay Lethal. Yeah, because of course Jay uh, Duda and Duda Cassidy messing up his arm earlier in the match, he couldn't hit the lethal injection. And then Jarrett from behind breaks the freaking guitar over his knees, over my left knee. I think that was his left knee too. Wait, guess it was. <laughs> he attacked my left knee. You know what, Nene? Let me start off saying it's so unfortunate what happened to you, Warlow. Car got broken into, you lost your gear, you lost your boots. Now look at a man like myself. Would that have happened to me? Not in these neck of the woods. But there's one thing you have left. It's being called a champion. And tonight, I'm taking that. Warlow attempts to make his first defense of the title against the winner. <laughs> wow. On top of that, I beat Chris Jericho at Revolution, so I think I'm having a hell of a week. From TVs to pay-per-view, and I get a lot of people asking me, well, Ricky, what's next? I'm not sure. Not what I'm going to do next, but where I'm going to go next. 
It's Juice Robinson just because, and he's still in the Bullet Club. Later tonight, defending the title against Will Hobbs. And where's your head at right now? Dealt with a great deal of loss. Fortunately, some buddies of mine let me borrow some clothes. How about we do this falls count anywhere? Anything goes. But now I'm going to demolish him. But I am the TNT champion. And no man on this earth is going to take that from me. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the ring, Ruby Soho. Why, Ruby? Why? Last weekend at Revolution, when you joined the team of Soraya and Tony Storm, why? Oh, I think it's, I think it's obvious. I don't think it should come as a surprise to anyone. Let's just, let's just run it back real quick, Renee. My very first title match here in AEW was at Grand Slam against Britt Baker. They booed me out of the damn building, Renee. The company didn't appreciate her enough to call her an actual champion. They called her an inner rip. Your friend, Soraya, to come out of retirement, huh? And then you all, fat, neck-bearded, mouth-breathing trolls, at a moment's notice. Yikes. And we came here to help rebuild the women's division. Bring out my opponent, another homegrown in Sky Blue. Good old Sky Blue. I like the logic behind that heel turn. It's definitely weird. Like her logic behind her heel turn is the same thing I hate about wrestling fans. They want something, and then the second they get it, they turn. <laughs> it's like, bro, what, what happened? Like, what, what went wrong? Like, Y'all was happy Ruby was here. Ruby got a title shot. Boo, Ruby. I like her better as a heel, though. Yeah, I mean, do something with her, you know? That babyface run was lukewarm. Yeah. And that was on a good day. Sky Blue, wonderful work. I'm very happy to see that girl doing good. Quest that sounds like Falcons fans to me, Destin. Nah, bro. Falcon fans, they, 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 of the worst, the best of the times and the worst of the times they ride or die. You remember 28 and 3. I always remember. <laughs> I love how they spray paper. Here comes Willow. She had a long run back from Ring of Honor. <laughs> right. Her mind corrupted by Soraya and Tony Storm. Well, right now, as Hangman, we're just a few days removed from Revolution. I know how John's feeling. How are you doing? Physically, I've uh, I've been better, but in my my mind, my my soul, my heart, all is well. Uh, Sunday, I I let that heart blacken and I let it go somewhere with absolutely no light not because i wanted to let that serve as a warning but if you want to try me you want to push me i'll take you to hell i will choke you until life all but leaves your body and i'll ride back out is it safe to say that things between you and john are finally done <laughs> i've given you a lot of flack for these these interviews and i think i owe you an apology uh, i'm sorry for for what you had to see but if you if you want to blame somebody don't don't look at me as far as mox 
after Texas death, for me, I'm finished. Thank you so much. How mature of them? My ability in that ring. People are worried about my mental health. Maybe you should get checked. Did you actually thought Brian Danielson was at my level? I snapped his wing clean off. The grandest prize of them all. That triple B, baby. I'm feeling good, man. It's time to celebrate, Daddy. I'm ready to celebrate, but I'm not done there. No, March 15th. MJF's gonna have his rebar mitzvah. Ain't nobody devil because my reign of terror has just begun. F-T-R! Pretty good idea of what they're going to come out here and say. Look who's back. He's beaming. Look. You guys came in here with a purpose, guys. Well deserved, buddy. Good to have you back. I want to talk about how bad the last few months have been. We lost to the acclaimed. We lost to the guns. We lost three sets of tag titles in roughly a month. Then you made a shitty podcast. Best friends in wrestling and the world. <laughs> Don't skip over that. No, we needed to take a breath and we needed to recharge, but I cannot sit at home and gun call themselves the best tag team in wrestling but you're also spoiled entitled disrespectful little assholes i'm gonna teach everything my father taught you you boys like daddy ass should have i want to switch gears and talk about somebody else i care about and that's all y'all well i was incapable of being loved professional wrestling i love this industry so much but damn it man i love y'all too Last memory I have with one of my best friends in this industry, and I'll never forget it. Now it's time for retribution, okay? We got to do it for the Briscoes, and we got to do it for all of y'all. Top guys, out. Well, FTR bursting back on the scene, making. Jade, you are 53 and 0. But are you? I almost forgot about Jade's existence. What, what's the challenge? You too. You got to watch Rampage. Exactly. He's down to one baddie. Every woman here at All Elite Wrestling in the United States, if you ask me. Seeing how we're going to Canada next week. I mean, you're from Canada, aren't you? Yeah. So why don't we bring out the best opponent that Canada has? Being that Jade Cargill is so big on charity, why won't one of you whack-ass Canadians step up and get stepped on? For Dynamite next week, I'm from Winnipeg. Very much. Here's what I want to say. Of course, the Jericho Appreciation Society. You got to look at their intro. Look how ridiculous this is. This <laughs> fucking nuts. Taz, we cannot talk about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so fucking obnoxious, right? On the outside. So really, AR Fox, Chris. Six-man tag team match. Top flights: Dante and Darius Martin, along with AR Fox, against the Jericho Appreciation Society's Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, and Sammy Guevara. And Ricky's talks before that is really oh, I love this company's trio division so much. There's so many crazy moving parts to this whole thing. This is what I would be featuring more than anything. The trio's division is where it's at. Like, not many companies have a trios division. When you have something like that, you showcase that to the max. We got some pretty good trios teams. Freaking Top Flight and AR Fox are an incredible team. Yeah, they really are. And it's like we say every week, Jericho's still hanging in there even with the younger guys. 
contact both times. Yeah, totally. Good oh, shit. This shit. Like, <laughs> this is nuts. Going to the other corner, man. And his opponent's momentum against him. Deadlift German suplex. Two and no. Daniel Garcia just sheer desperation here. Grabbing the ear of Darius Martin. The ring. No. Wow, Jericho kicking that left. Oh, did you see Darius? He faked with the boot. Caught Jericho with a back elbow. That was dope. Very solid. And AR Fox, the implosion. The face work on Rana, countered by Jericho. Turns this. Darius is done. Oh. Two and no. He blocked somehow. Oh, Jake Hager. There's Jake Hager with the hat and the four. He likes that hat. <laughs> yeah. It was systematic cheating. That's what they are all about. It's about Hager. It's an assist, Shabani. Hager, they're looking like he just got back from the beach. It's the one-year anniversary of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Jericho Appreciation Society are the number one contenders for the trio's titles. The JS is also the sexiest group alive, baby! Yes! I like this sexy act! <laughs> the new number one contenders. So House of Black, turn out your lights and get your asses in this ring! By the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, awfully brazen. You asked. You know, for the better part of three years, we've stayed out of your lane. Haven't gotten yourself involved in our business. I'd like to think that comes out of a place of mutual respect. When you talk about the trio's championships, and when you... Everybody knows that it was the elite that established the World Trios Championships. They are the number one contenders, not you guys. You are one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. You're only the second best wrestler from Winnipeg. Ouch. Come on, Callis, once you get your wormy ass down here right now, bring your stupid friends. Come on. The elite, they can't do this. Oh, no, not again. No, you are both equally as deserving to be humiliated in your hometown. If you want these. The hanging thread. Ah, that's cool. Buddy Matthews, Brody King. Come get him. I like the smell of this. I like how they appeared in between the two groups. Yeah. And then they disappeared between the two groups. The hell of a first title defense, a three-way. <laughs> Next week in Winnipeg, it will be Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett. Next week marks the fifth and final defense of the AEW All-Atlantic Championship on international soil. For the AEW International Championship. It will be a huge match, a huge milestone for AEW. I always thought I was doing this for my kids. You know, I uh, was forced to retire. I wanted to teach them. If you love something, you're going to fight for it. But I realized out there tonight... Max was right. You know, this whole time, my whole career, lungs, heart, never giving up. Fight. So just fight and fight and fight and fight. And I'm in the LaBelle lock, my first instinct. And then as I was fighting, I realized I can't feel my arms. My left leg, 
didn't have any strength anymore. And when Max said, after the Iron Man match, I wouldn't be able to play with my kids, it dawned on me. I was putting myself before my family. More than tapping out, that made me more ashamed than anything else. It's time for me to go home. What is a Brian Danielson retirement? That's kind of silly. Eh, seems like more like you'd be going back to ROH. Maybe. Tag team match Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds and John Silver against the Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castanoli and John Moxley being accompanied by Wheeler Utah. Just their heels now. <laughs> so much for Hangman Page being able to let the Moxley shit go, right? Like, I guess it's just gonna keep going. I'm not, I'm not finished with you. I get some my nerves. Like, I was really hoping that feud was over, you know? Like, you can't go farther than they went. <laughs> yeah, but they're gonna go further. Next, it'll be a Mortal Kombat match over the pit. Don't tempt them. I'm just saying, Tony's not their boss. Tony's their friend. They could, they could sell it to him. God, fucking John Silver's so strong. He's in the win now with a Doris choke. The hangman with his old music. That was a two week vacation, I guess. Appreciation Society. You know, we know, Renee, you know, they know. <laughs> that, that's good. That's, that's good. That's good. Michael Jackson. Yeah, he does look kind of like, not, not Thriller. He looks like more like Beat It. <laughs> Thriller has a different look. The jacket's a little darker, but he's definitely rocking Beat It. Oh, yeah. TNT Championship. Oh, it starts right away. No need to even jump ahead. They're just going to start that shit out there. Fuck it. <laughs> Falls count anywhere and so does it start. Look at that. 
Threw a keg at him. I love how they decided to ring the bell at that point. I guess the throwing of the keg in the case in the case the match is, is started officially. Oh my that's gonna ass! A, that's going to be a feature in fight forever. But even this didn't feel like mindless violence, like Texas Death. Like. <laughs> This is some true blue big man shit. This was this was this was fun. Yeah, I mean it's been coming for a long time. This was the original feud before Samoa Joe got mad. Yeah, yeah. This was uh this was the everything was going on. This match was the original plan, but then Wardlow got hurt, so it had to be delayed. Nice swanton. That motherfucker is crazy. Gorgeous. <laughs> Wardlow maybe taking power bomb symphony This looks like a brutal power bomb. Uh, Wardlow pulling something as uh, I don't know where Wardlow and Hobbs. Where where's he go? No! What the QT Marshall, who recently on social media announced that the that his stable, the factory, is dissolved. Time for an upgrade. I don't have a factory anymore, but I have a Hobbs. Look at that. Wardlow got to be the champion for a day. Well, actually, that was like a couple of days. Yeah, it was a few. It wasn't like CM Punk bad. It was all right. AEW did 858,000 viewers with a point twenty nine in the 18 to 49 demographic, up from the 833,000 and the point twenty seven the previous week. So they bumped up a little. Still way over a million. Yeah. Nowhere near it, buddy. Sorry. Rampage did even worse with 394,000 viewers with a point ten in the 18 to 49 demographic. Just call me Sunday oh. Night Heat. <laughs> Even Sunday night he did better than that. Silly now, <laughs> barely. <laughs> Absolutely barely. All right. With that being said, more when we return, guys. We're gonna run that asset or leave us the hell alone. See you in a minute. Yeah. Hang tight.
welcome back non-sub people. I know exactly when the break ends. I just give them a little taste for now to know what they're missing during the break. Because maybe in the future, it'll only go the duration of the ads. <laughs> so you'll miss all the fun. <laughs> no cheeks for you, just ads. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you never know, right? Oh, God. So dynamites become stagnant, huh? Yeah, it's either the mid to high 800,000s or a million for like a week or two, but that's where they're at. <laughs> it's just funny how the pay-per-views are always good no matter what. Yeah, the pay-per-views always just feel like there's no time to waste. It's just like you just gotta go, go, go. Yeah, that might need to be their formula for a while. I don't know how sustainable that is during the weeklies, but that might be what they need to do. I, it always started, started to strike me lately as like the weeklies are for Tony Khan to get his dumb shit out of the way so that we can get the serious stuff of the pay-per-view. Well, maybe he shouldn't have dumb shit to get out of the way. But then he wouldn't be Tony Khan. No. <laughs> we still officially you know, you come that. back from the Alps, you ain't got nothing but dumb shit, you know. We still officially need that drop. Khan! Khan! <laughs> oh, there's a few drops out there we need. <laughs> I haven't retrieved drops in a very very long time I feel like there's like two we need for LA night like the regular yeah and then when somebody says some dumb shit you get the dummy yeah <laughs> oh that one was my favorite holy shit <laughs> for the dummy yeah <laughs> Okay, let's have a look at this program here. I know I left that running. That's fine. Now we're officially back from break. I could talk during the breaks. I could do what I want. Run this shit. <laughs> so Lacey Evans retweeted... Should I put her on screen for this? I probably should. Not that she hasn't been on screen a lot tonight. Let us look here. See what we got. Lacey Evans retweeted Bedros Kulilin. I don't know who the hell that is or if I'm even saying his name correctly. She retweeted this person. Do we know who he is? Do I have to search this fucking guy now? I have no idea who this is. <laughs> I mean, I guess to add some context to the story, right? Let's see who that is. He's a founder and CEO of Fit Body Boot Camp. All right, we know enough. Fair enough. There we so go. Re she retweeted on her Instagram or reposted since it's Instagram. I can't say tweet. That's like copyright infringement. But yeah, she reposted on Instagram. Um, a message he put out and the message says 
How to fix 99% of anxiety and depression. Number one, exercise hard daily. Number two, eat clean. Number three, put purpose over pleasure. Number four, make a lot more money. Number five, stop overthinking. Number six, help others and be kind. And lastly, number seven, mind your own fucking business. And then it goes on to say, your problems are much easier to solve than you think. So that was the whole message. Well, well damn. That started out wholesome and then ended savage, all right. So then the bunny went on Instagram and she said, some of us manage our mental health issues with medication. To suggest that simply exercising, eating a certain way, working more, etc., 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 will cure your mental illness is harmful and perpetuates the notion that mental health issues aren't actual illnesses. If anyone out there struggling to do basic human activities due to their anxiety, depression, etc., you aren't alone. Please take care of yourself and don't listen to the narrative that you are choosing to suffer. I know from experience that you are doing the best you can. Sending love to all of you. What are your thoughts? She struck a nerve with her. Like, good Lord. And where do you stand with it? See, it's weird because I'm the kind of person where I do feel like there are some people that, yeah, they do need the medication to get through the stuff. But there are some people where they can they can just work through their issues. Like, it's not like attacking it or making it seem like it's a lesser thing. If you tell people sometimes you just got to work out, make money, just find stuff to make you happy. And it kind of does help you just bounce back from stuff like that. So here's the deal here. All of the stuff that she that, that was named by this person she retweeted, this Bedros Kulian guy, exercise, clean food, uh, accomplishing stuff, having money, and not overthinking things. Majority of those are release chemically in your body dopamine. Exercising releases dopamine. Having a healthy diet releases dopamine. You know, whenever you accomplish things over just sitting around watching freaking cartoons, you release more dopamine. And obviously, all of that shit leads to making a lot of money, which releases even more dopamine. And if you're not overthinking things or and you're minding your own business, you're not allowing other people's situations to corrupt your own. So all I'm really saying is that both of them are chemical solutions. It's just that one is organic. And the other one is, uh, I guess, in self-induced in a weird way. I guess if I'm using the right terminology. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but both it of them involve right. both of them involve a chemical alteration in order to accomplish a person no longer feeling feelings of anxiety and depression. It's no different than when some people tell you preferring organic medications over pharmaceutical medications. Some people believe in over in in, in natural remedies over pharmacy or chemical remedies so to me it's both the same thing it's a matter of the people that are able to uh push themselves to do these things might be able to release enough of a dopamine fix within themselves to overcome all of the negative elements that are 
within their body. Where on the other hand, you know, people who might not be strong enough to do that, the other perspective, I should say, is the people that may not be strong enough to do that might need to have some sort of a medication that sort of imposes those things on them. I mean, I guess I'm in, you know, when I look at it, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Like, it's a really, it's a person to person thing. Some people might need to take something, some people might need to do some shit. I'm sort of in the middle with this one. Whether you're on the, whether you agree or disagree with either side, um, it's just important as people to be aware that these are the two sides. That's what I really want you to get out of this more than what side you're on is that there are two sides because too often in our society, a lot of our information comes with the goal of, uh, I guess, basically making other information irrelevant or invalidating other information. So whether you're on the side of good exercise and a clean diet and so on and so forth can keep your mind healthy or whether you're on the side that, that some people feel chemically it can't be helped and you need medication just be aware that there is that other side because a lot of the time unfortunately the side that Lacey Evans is supporting here is treated as if it doesn't exist which I think is unfair whether you agree with it or not if you can allow people to believe that chemicals and medication can make their life better i think it's a little bit wrong to condemn her for believing that eating clean and exercising would make you feel better and when you really think about it that's just an inherent symptom of problems within our society the normal stuff is being looked at as the unusual and the unorthodox stuff is being looked at as normal and whether you like to have that label on things or not, there are normal processes as, as opposed to unorthodox processes. That doesn't mean unorthodox doesn't mean wrong. I've gone through a lot of unorthodox processes in order to get things done, whether it be from a production standpoint or a technical standpoint or an artistic standpoint, sometimes or even a home repair standpoint. Sometimes you have to use unorthodox methods to get things done in order to accomplish it i think the problem is that nowadays an unorthodox situation is considered a dirty word so automatically people take offense to it so they try to put over how organic and normal what they're doing is rather than just accept it for its unorthodox nature and that's sort of what i feel like is happening here where people are getting offended at Lacey evans for sharing the belief that exercising and eating clean might be enough to stay healthy and on the other hand, they expect her to be completely accepting of the fact that taking a lot of over-the-counter Xanax and a bunch of prescribed medications is the way to go. When it really should be that people were more accepting, really, I'm talking just from a normal perspective, it should be that people are more open and accepting to Lacey thinking eating and being healthy is the normal and that the extra mile that may have to be considered unorthodox would be going through medication. And the reason why I call it unorthodox is because whether you're religious or not, whether you believe that the first garden was an Eden or just a fucking garden, there wasn't Xanax growing in it. You know, you have fruits and vegetables and shit and animals that you could kill, sure, but there wasn't fucking Xanax. So no matter what you put in it, we can't objectively say that the things that we're using are normal just based on the definition of the word. It didn't grow from somewhere. It didn't come from the, the, the planet. These are things that we created. 
whether they were approved or whether the amount was was regulated by a doctor versus heroin, which they just pump into you if you're a drug addict. These are all still drugs that are chemically designed, not naturally. And I'm not burying anybody or putting anything down for using chemicals. All I'm saying is that if there's an argument for the fact that chemicals can do do, do good for somebody's mental health, then it's really upside down for me to have to defend the fact that there's an argument for eating healthy and living healthy and dieting and exercise being another option. As, a, as, as adults, don't we find it weird that Lacey's on trial here? As the one who, who put over the eating healthy and trying to diet and take care of yourself versus someone who's saying pop pills, which again, it might be necessary. But isn't it funny how the, in our culture, the accepted route has been the pill poppers and the people on medication versus the people who try the fucking healthy dieting and exercise. There may not be a right and a wrong. And like Dustin said, it might differ from person to person. But I just think it should be 50-50 that I hate that everyone piles on top of the healthy people that just want to eat and die well. Like, how dare you say that? Think about that. The thought process is, how dare you tell these people that dieting and eating might be good enough? They might right. need They might need drugs. That's just so backwards to me, man. It's, it's the, the modern world that we live in is really, really weird. And you know what? To be fair, I there could be people who need these medications. There could also be people who just didn't try hard enough without them. They could also be people who don't need them at all that are taking advantage of the system. It's a reality. There are a lot of people who play victim. You know? So you got to be careful about that and really analyze the thing. I don't think that there's one answer definitively one way or the other. But what scares me is that, man, poor fucking Lacey. All she did was retweet that this other guy's tweet, this, this fitness guru guy that says exercise, eat clean, you know, adult up, you know, make money and just be kind to others. And they got fucking, she got heat for that. That is wild, bro. This is the reason I don't even try to be nice or mean or anything. I'm dishonest because no matter what you say, you'll def- you'll offend somebody for something. Ten years ago, this would be looked at as a positive tweet. Make sure you exercise daily, eat clean. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nowadays, they're like, who do you think you are? You think that that's <laughs> all it takes? Chip, you tell me to be nice to somebody, you fuck. <laughs> These people need a safe space, first of all, Lacey. They need a safe space that's all-inclusive. And they need medication, not healthy diets or exercise, Lacey. They need safe spaces that don't expose them to anything negative and lots of medication to keep them sedated and calm in their safe space. It's like, what am I? There's no way that I wouldn't be the Anakin Skywalker in this fucking world. (laughs) No. There's nothing that I could do. I can't save face. I'm not worried about being canceled. I'm not worried about being sponsored because of the fact that if that's what it fucking takes, then I'd rather die, to be honest with you. To have this new way of thinking, I'd just rather fucking be dead, man. It's ridiculous to me. Sometimes people get picked on for no fucking reason. So if Lacey Evans, on the other hand, would have put that she had a nervous breakdown and that she couldn't handle it anymore and she's walking away from WWE 
and like you know but her doctor prescribed her xanax and she's going to see a therapist everybody would have treated that shit positively they would have all been retweeted and talking about how brave she is and everything which would be funny 10 20 years ago would have been the opposite right it would have seemed like what it was like when britney went into the fucking hospital like the person had a mental breakdown and now and now they're fucked up nowadays that's heroic and it's negative that you try to exercise hard fucking and eat clean the hell is going on i don't know i don't like this new world it's weird turn it back like jesus uninstall this update the kind of shit that people say nowadays that gets them heat is just so unfair like lacey evans doesn't deserve anybody to be bothering her on the internet over that shit And then it's like you shouldn't even be following this woman at this point. If you don't know by now that this is this woman has old-fashioned family values and she raises her kids properly and shit, and that she believes in being a strong fucking woman and being badass. Like if you don't know that about her by now, like what the fuck's wrong with you? Like what are you doing even following somebody's page like that? There's never. It's not like she's been shy about this. She's been very vocal about the fact that she has good family values and strong upbringings and shit. And you know what I mean? It's like whether you believe in that or not, you have to know that that's what she's about. How the fuck are you gonna? <laughs> get a knocker for that it's the strangest behavior i've ever seen from people before like what the hell people think their hatred affects these people's lives so it gives them some kind of value it's like no no it doesn't not at all you're just fucking strange when you do that that's like if i came across like a satanist channel on instagram and they're always doing crosses and every week i'm on here like you see what those satanists did because i don't like saying like it would never happen because the first time i would just i would not go back there ever again i'm not i'm not a satanist i don't i don't need to see all these upside down crosses i'm over here so we'll never talk about that again it's weird that you could see someone with family values and strong upbringing and you know that she's old-fashioned about shit she homeschools her kids she doesn't believe in a lot of the, the curriculums and shit that we have going on here and then get offended when she continues that philosophy and and i and i'm not aiming this at the bunny because i know like the fan jumped to her and the bunny but uh in a way you have to because of the fact that the bunny kind of went in there and just when you know some of us have mental health issues with medication she didn't fucking say otherwise though the tweet doesn't say otherwise like the guy says how to fix 99 percent of anxiety and depression maybe that's a high number we don't know the number who knows what the number is but the point is maybe if you take the 99 out of there then you have no argument whatsoever because he didn't say 100 percent. he said how to fix 99 like i'm gonna say for argument's sake that maybe 99 percent is a is a is a hot take and that scientifically we could prove that maybe 80 percent, maybe 60 percent, maybe 100 percent, and he's right or close to right you know but at the end of the day when she says something like some of us manage our mental health issues with medication yeah we know you know what I mean? We don't need that 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 in the in the tweet. You know, that's like if I saw a car accident on Twitter, and then uh, I just underneath in the comments put some of us survived those. Like, oh, it's like no shit. Okay, sure, but right now in this fucking tweet, this person did it and it's fucked up. You know, like let's stay on part. Stay. It's like this is the, it's like this is the first story. Stay on target. Stay on target. You know, like what the fuck are you doing? Like what is okay? So some of you use medication. All she's saying is eat and be fucking healthy. <laughs> you it know, could help. <laughs> and then the thing here that I don't like is that suggesting that exercising or eating a certain way will cure your mental illness is harmful. That's there's an argument in there. But what about? suggesting that exercising and eating 
might cure it. Because guess what? The medication that they give you might fucking help you. There's not a 100% success rate on that shit either, which is why a lot of the time you'll see people be put on certain meds and then the doctor will say, we got to take you off of those meds and we're going to put you on these and see how that does. The doctor never says, here, take this, it'll fix everything. They tell you, here, take this and report back because there's not a 100% success rate on that and they don't fucking know for sure. They're trying it out on you. They're doing the equivalent to what you this do. Shit like it's a test run. They're doing the equivalent to what they do in an RPG when you're not sure about the next dungeon you got to go into. So you go save a town, try equipment. You might get your ass kicked and you go, all right, back to the city. That's not what I want to wear. You know, that's what they're doing because they don't fucking know. They don't know for sure. So it's like, yeah, you can say that it might be. It might not be safe to tell people that it's harmful to tell people that, uh, just doing those things, eating right and everything will cure their mental illness, 100% guarantee. But it's also harmful to tell people, to not tell people that there's also not a guarantee with medication. Because by you just condemning her for saying that it's a guarantee for a healthy route, you're kind of implying by not also putting the contrary perspective on your own shit. You're kind of implying that your way is the guarantee, which it isn't. There's tons of people who are on meds that have murdered motherfuckers. You know? There's tons of serial killers who were taken in, were put on meds, and then went and killed more motherfuckers. Right. Which means, guess what? Medication's not guaranteed. She's just giving you an alternative, which ironically, the healthy natural way has become the alternative. First, you got to try the meds. That's not the way it works, and that's not the way I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, and that's not the way that I'm. All I'm saying, the exercise doesn't come with side effects. <laughs> so again, it's ironic that the first problem with this tweet is that the bunny broke rule number seven of the list. Just mind your fucking business. Like Lacey Evans of WWE tweeted something, and Bunny of um, where is she now? AEW. Bunny of AEW. You know, took offense to it. And even though I don't think she directly responded, like I think she just happened to coincidentally tweet this thing about suggesting mental health. But I mean, that's one hell of a coincidence. I think we all know what it meant, right? I mean, I don't think Lacey Evans is sitting there like, is she talking about me? (laughs) Like, I think we all see that it has to be, you know. Bitch, you coming for me? But I'm just saying, and I have nothing against either of these women, but I'm just saying that there are two perspectives here, and it's important that you guys understand that. You know, that woke culture shit is crazy out there, man. Make it think that, that telling somebody with problems to eat healthy and exercise, like, that's not enough, asshole. <laughs> you inconsiderate fuck. You're not going to give the meds or a safe space? You mean to... <laughs> Your exercise and eating well? No, sir. You will take your meds with a glass of water like a good, like, no, no. I'm going to meme it. You know that that kid? That kid? You telling me? You telling me there's no safe space on meds? <laughs> <laughs> you best send it to me when you do your motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? Make that shit my wallpaper. You shit me. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, God. 
What do we got left here? We have NXT and Raw. I want to talk about NXT. It's still more stories, believe it or not. This is still an interesting story, but I want to talk about NXT before Raw. Yeah. NXT Roadblock. They gave it a special name, too. NXT Roadblock, which came to us from Orlando, Florida's Performance Center, as it always comes to us from. So you guys know the rules of this, right? It's a jailhouse street fight. No disqualification, no count out. You got to lock your opponent away in jail, literally. Oh, yeah, that was a finger. Good to see Jai Jack back in there, though. Good for him, right? Oh, yeah. Didn't take a bit long to get back in there. Once again, just like before, like not mindless violence. Like there was actually somewhat of a feud here. No, he threw those chairs and hit him, man. Got to be careful. You can't be hitting him. Oh, yeah. Nasty. We got big men to fly over here, too. Yo, that kick. <laughs> Yo. Gone. <laughs> Holy shit, right? I love the brutality in NXT. It always feels special when it gets like this point. No, we're not locking you away. Oh, back kick. I love he squashes him as he like he <laughs> That sucks. Yo, yo, this guy was a bump machine. Hey, fucks him up with that crowbar. He'd be dead if he fucked him up with a crowbar like that. Are you kidding me? You can't get fucked up with a crowbar. <laughs> you ever seen a man come back from getting fucked up by a crowbar? There's no such thing, man. I promise you. You can't get fucked up with a crowbar. It was a wrap. <laughs> That's the end of Die Jack. It's an entirely different thing. In front of the Gallus boys. Hi, Elton, catch after what you did. Here we are, the English chap standing up tall for the Scottish to look up to. Thought you two wanted a chinwag, a face to face. Gallus, you know what we want NXT Tag Team Championships, and we can't live without them, quite honestly. To win them back, we came to fight each and every team. We'll make you a deal. Come and take them. Well, that didn't work out well for them. No, you should just run, stay up run, there. Get out of here. Got out of good. Why am I cheering for them? <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck what happens to them. Yeah, get them. <laughs> anyway. This next thing is a six-man tag team match. It is Braun Breaker and the Creed Brothers, Brutus and Julius, against In The Sheer. Which has Sangha and Veer. And also Jinder's there. Yeah, Jinder's there too. Let's not forget about good old Jinder. Jinder don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, this is entertaining though. 
Yeah, very entertaining stuff. Everybody in this works pretty well, and Ginger's there too. Those guys came along good. It's interesting that we have Braun as the world champion and being in this tag team match along with them, right? Yes, I guess even though this was like a special NXT, like still no NXT title on the line, but then I guess because they're saving his next defense for a stand and deliver. They had a roadblock last year, right? They, I don't know if they had it last year, but they've done it before. Yeah, this isn't the first roadblock. They do a good job. To, to be fair, as much as I don't like AEW when they have their their beach blast and all that shit, NXT delivers when they when they put on like something that's a special event, you know? Yeah, especially because they don't often do it. Yeah, Creeds are looking good out there, man. These are good teams for the future, you know. I can't wait to use them in the game. Yeah, that whole thing worked. Those, those two and Ivy Nile came out great out of everything. What the hell happened to Roderick? Still injured. Oh my god. It's been so long, right? And I mean, it's not like he wants to be there anymore, so you know, like they're rushing to have him back. Yeah, that is true. Nice angle slam there. But NXT is very physical. That's something that I don't see much in other company. Even if they're more spotty. Like, they are physical in this company. That's always been one of the things I like about it. Yeah, they lay their shit in here. You could tell Sean's running this. Oh, yeah. Sean, Sean works off of that. Don't be scared to hit somebody possibly. <laughs> nice Doomsday device there. I love how they tease a Shawn Michaels match here. <laughs> they had me going. I ain't gonna Be a Brett guy. We talk, you'd ask me questions, you'd ask me for advice, we sit down for skull sessions, you hate me. Why is that? I'm the best on the mic, I'm the best on the ring. You is treating me the same way Vince treated you. And I don't know why you're doing it. You are holding me back. Holding you back? Look, Grayson, you want to know why you're not the guy? I'll tell you. Because you lost at Vengeance Day. Grayson, at Vengeance Day, we got... A decisive winner. You took your shot and you missed. The only reason you're sitting in that position in Gorilla is because your best mate Hunter had a heart attack. You're just going to keep throwing the digs, aren't you? I figured it was the least I could do after everything he's done for me in my lifetime. HBK, Shawn Michaels, he's the one directing this ship now. I am NXT. Without me, it's nothing. You want to know what? That's your problem. NXT is built on the collective. It's never been about one person, all right? But you are just a part of of it. I'm the main event. Since when did you start doing captain team player and talking about we? This is NXT. Walked in these doors. I knew this place was special. Oh, special. I'm sick of this crowd. We are NXT. And he has no idea. Enough! 
You want to run me down, knock your socks off, boy. Does it piss you off? Yeah. Then do something about it. Me and you stand and deliver one last time. I've had the greatest in the world, Grayson Waller. I know you think you're something special, Grayson, but you're just the guy that thrill me more than to whip your ass at stand and deliver. The reality is there's somebody that wants to whip your ass a hell of a lot more than I do. He bleeds NXT even more than me. Your opponent at Stand and Deliver is this man. A new song again. Another new song. Put the period more back and stop being difficult, guys. I guess they got sick of his ass up on Raw, huh? They were like, you're not doing anything that we care about. Oh, this is actually kind of some really cool long-term storytelling with NXT, though. Because remember Johnny's last night in NXT, who hit him in the back with a chair? Grayson Waller. That's true. So it's interesting that Sean calls Johnny back home to kind of finish what he started. Singles match, Gigi Dolan versus JC Jane. I can't believe they're having this here. Hey, what's up, Spartan? Feel like wait till Stan deliver. How you doing, Spartan? You're catching the tail end of the show here. I recommend going back to the volley. We covered a lot of good stuff, but we still have more to go. The one, the only Spartan Jesus. This was fun. This, this was a good match. Yeah, yeah, really good. I expected this to to be delayed a little bit longer. I guess they're ready to just have this match and move on. Seems like it. Like they didn't want to waste too much time with this one. It was just like get in, get out. They just don't want any more toxic attraction. They're both good though. They'll be fine on their own. And that's it. She yeah, wins. And Gigi gets the win. I expected JC to get the win. I thought it was going to be the heel that they were pushing. See, I thought about that, but then I was like, well, I mean, we all knew her as Priscilla Kelly before, so I feel like Gigi's the more well-known of the two. Maybe the feud's not over. Yeah, because she did try to kill her just now, so. We're on the road to WrestleMania, and Braun Breaker. This is not, this isn't in the, this isn't scheduled. Come out here next week and say what I was going to say, but NXT stand and deliver. Carmelo Hayes, you were out here earlier. We've been dancing around each other too much. Let's go. Hey, Braun Breaker. Hey, man, you said it best. It's time for our paths to finally cross, man. Man, listen to this crowd. You want it, Braun. And I want it too. That'll be a great match. Can't wait. We've been on our own paths. You've been oh, that's going to be a banger. All this time, I kept tabs on you, man. You were in the middle. It didn't matter, bro. I always made it a point. This brand is yours for the taking. I proved myself. You proved yourself, too. That NXT Championship, and I'll see you at Stand and Deliver. <laughs> Mello ain't never been secondary to nobody. April 1st, we'll see. 
Will Gacy and Ava have wreaked havoc towards Chase U. Chase Gacy. Back live NXT roadblock for Andre Chase. Said he was going to show his students the... Joe Gacy being accompanied by Ava, Jagger Reed, and Rip Fowler against Andre Chase being accompanied by Duke Hudson and Thea Hale. The whole Andre Chase Chase U is out there. Oh my god, it's still not comfortable seeing Joe Gacy in tights. Yeah, go back to wearing a full outfit. Friggin' Andre Chase is. <laughs> it's weird. He's not in like awful shape. It's just weird. Yeah, kind of is. Like it's a visual thing more than anything else. But no, dude, still works like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. Hey, you don't want none of that. Look at her size. She fucking, like she's either tall or fucking Tia's just small. Gacy needs to get in better shape though for WWE for the main roster though. We could skip all of that and get straight to the main event. The NXT women's title match. Roxanne Perez defending against Miko Satamora. Hell of a first test being the final boss. Like, good God. Yeah, right? They really weren't playing around well, you here. You went right into the deep end, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, this is what I mean. NXT is very physical out of all the brands. Like, this, if you want to really just see good physicality, good shit where everybody lays their shit in, this is still the brand. You know, it may not be the yeah, most popular, Miko but... beat the shit out of this girl. <laughs> yeah, at first I was like, why is Miko Satomura here when they started this? Then it's like, ah, oh, I see. They really want to... They want that real shit happening here. And uh, Roxanne could take it, you know? Like, out of all of the people I could think of, Roxanne could probably take it. You know? Oh, yeah. She did really good. Really nice test for somebody that's going to be a champion of that caliber, you know? Those suicide dives are always awkward as fuck now, man. God. Had to practically catch her. Oh, love the way that we get the legs up there. Good Russian leg sweep. Look the way she basically floats over into the pin there. Nice pump handle. Nice Pele. Death Valley driver. This girl has everything, right? They equip all the moves on her. Scorpion kick. Yeah, she busted her up in this match. Oh, no. No pop rocks for you. That's rough. Leg up on the rope. Love it. And she collapses. NXT Roadblock, well, replicated a classic angle. Yep. Mm hmm. Almost frame for frame, too. I guess Roxanne Perez is going to lose her smile. Oh, she's, God, no. He's greatly injured. 
Like I said, you could tell Sean's running things back here. There's a second time. The first thing was the barbershop thing between uh, freaking Toxic Attraction. JG and GG. And now there's this. I like it, though. These things haven't been done in a really long time. You know what I mean? It's better than what we've been getting before. Yeah, and it's cool to see that it's cool to see that Roxanne got it almost perfect. Yeah, exactly. That was the point of it, you know? That angle worked a, a really well. Women were crying and shit when that happened with Sean. It was a good strategy. Yeah. We had the, we had the modern day reaction because the, the the Twitter blew up. Everybody was worried about Roxanne. They thought she was going to die. And what I like about it, too, is that it works so well in this case because it's not only caused, obviously, an O to the angle. It's selling that beating she took. Because it's not like she skated by Mako. Like, Mako kicked the dog shit out of her during that match. NXT did 624,000 viewers with a point seventeen in the 18 to 49 demographic, up significantly from the 555,000 with the point thirteen of last week at the end of the month, February 28th. So, yeah, there was definitely interest, and uh, this created the necessary buzz being a special event and not just a regular Moving NXT. You know, and then the one thing that we didn't cover that happened in the middle of the show was Dragon Lee made his debut. I like it they started doing this again. Yeah, good for him, right? Yeah. I miss when they used to do that. That's how you knew somebody was showing up and they pop up in the crowd. Yeah, gonna get some interesting matches out of that, that's for sure. Oh, that's gonna, he's gonna be a blast having him. Good place to have a debut, you know. Alright, we got a little bit more news. Ironically, some of it is anime-related, anime wrestling slash related. We're gonna do that. And we're also going to talk about Raw. Monday Night Raw is also up next. But first, it's going to be our final break. So stay with us. Hang tight.
Hard to believe all this left is Monday Night Raw. We made it. It's so accomplished. But we also do have a funny story on the sheets that I came across. This was about Zelina Funny Vega. than Raw. Yeah, funny than Raw. So, Hello, Loki. What's up, Loki? How are you doing today? Yeah, right. It's raw. You know, we used to have that as our drop. Spartan, I don't know if you around there. But before we hit raw, we had to go over and go, it's raw. And then the music would come on the listen up. There's not a moment to spare. Where do you think you go? Remember that shit? Yeah, I remember because near the end of that drops lifespan, I used to try to set it up. Oh my God. It was like a little game every at the end of the show. Yeah, I edited it myself. How you doing today, Loki? What are you up to? You're playing Among Us? Oh, yeah, man. And, you know, oh. doing the Thursday thing. Oh, smart geez. Those were the days, man. That was a different era, man. All of our intros and music you hear here, here now was completely different. It was like the beta of what this became. This is the final four. My final form. Okay. That's what it's the perfect talk crunch. <laughs> so Zelina Vega, she's gonna be going to Japan to do some anime awards or something, right? Um, yeah, I heard a little bit about this. Yeah, this is a funny Zelina Vega story that she told. I'm going to link you guys to the entire podcast. It's called I Hear Voices. I, I figured you guys would want to hear this. I got a kick out of this. Oh, God. You're actually going to be presenting uh, something at the, the Annie Awards in Japan, aren't you? Can you tell us yes. about that? I am so excited about that. I, I remember when I got the call about it, I was like, don't play with me. Like, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Cause if, if this is, doesn't end up happening, I'm never speaking to you guys again. But it, it was like such a weird thing. Cause I felt, I remember like I was in the car with my husband and he was like, why are you freaking out? What's going on? I'm like, I'm trying to stop with the phone. And it's like, I'm trying to hear it. And they're like, yeah, so you'd be coming to Japan um, for like five days. You do this with Crunchyroll and the anime awards and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously the answer is yes, but like, yeah. how does this work? Like, do I miss TV? Because we obviously we do TV every Friday. And they're like, yeah, they allowed you to miss the TV. I was like, they allowed me to miss the TV for this? Like, what? <laughs> so it's so huge. It's it's crazy to think that like it went from such a I don't know, like such a not known thing in WWE, especially about my bosses. Like the way I had to explain. Madara to Vince was my it's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> oh no! But, uh, yeah, oh, to be a fly on the wall of that conversation. Guys, who is Vince? Vince is your Vince owner, McMahon. yes. yes. Okay, got it. Vince and McMahon, cre creator that owner, yes. The, he's yes. Vince yes. is the man. Vince McMahon. Yeah. Yes. Vince Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. And so yep. you like yeah. go in and you pitch him different ideas, and he's usually yeah. pretty receptive. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. It depends on what it is. It's like especially if he doesn't right. hear like 
why it makes sense for the character because like he goes okay is this a Thea thing or is this a Lena thing like which one are we doing here because sometimes you're a little mm. but um I told him I was like well um I want Neil Kaplan to do my entrance for the Royal Rumble and he was like why and I was like well he does the voice of Madara Uchiha and he's like who's that and I was like okay uh, <laughs> okay okay and I was like do you know what crunchy roll is and he's like a sushi yes i was like no 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. real back in um so crunchy roll is like the netflix of anime he's like okay i get that and i was like okay so um naruto is like the wwe of you know anime and he's like okay i like naruto this is good i was like okay um <laughs> madara is kind of like what paul Heyman is to roman and he was like okay we need it so I was like, okay, oh, great. See, that's really cool. Though. And it's girl. also, my God, <laughs> combining, I'm the first one to successfully combine anime and the WWE is going to take Honestly. two of the biggest fandoms <laughs> in the world and yeah. slam them together. It's genius. Yeah. Genius. Oh, genius. man, that's, but that's speaking pretty Speaking awesome. language, you know? So, but that's I mean, awesome. to be fair, to have Neil Kaplan as Madara announcing, like, all hail the queen, Queen Zelina, at and I'm cosplaying him at the same time at the Royal Rumble was just Nuts. the most insane thing I've ever experienced. Because every time I hear his voice too, I'm like, okay, yeah, I could do this. Like, you know, it would give me like a little boost. I love that she said that Uchiha Marada of Naruto, mother of Naruto is Paul Heyman. <laughs> she had to break down the characters of Naruto to him in wrestling terms so that he would understand what's going on. I feel like if you're going to get any anime over to Vince McMahon, you have to tell him it's the WWE or anime. Like, now he understands, though. Now you know how to con- explain anything to Vince through this formula. You just And make it so it, it sells to him. <laughs> That'd be totally great. Like, dude, if she wants to come on, come out of the freaking May from Dragon Ball, all she goes to go Dragon Ball. It's like the WWE of anime. <laughs> That's perfect. What's crunchy roll? It's a sushi. <laughs> Unfreaking believable. All right. Our last stop. We just got to talk about Raw, right? We're kind of legally obligated to talk about Raw. They will come for us. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one other thing. You know that Snoop Dogg title that's been running around? Like now Vanessa Hudgens has it. What the fuck? It went from William Shatner. From Snoop Dogg to William Shatner. Jeez. Rob Gronkowski had it. But you're like really pretty. Really pretty. What's happening? Why is this title getting, getting passed around by so many people? What's the purpose of this? Did everybody get high off the vapors? Like, what the fuck? Like, does it smell like Snoop? Is that it? I don't get it. Does it smell like weed? Is that what you mean? Because if it smells like Snoop, by default, it would smell like weed. Is everyone getting high off the title? It smells like Snoop. It smells like that good shit. (laughs) She's an actress and a singer. She was featured in the film 13. She was in High School Musical, the series, and a bunch of other shit I don't care about. It was before your time, Loki. 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you outsmoke Snoop. Maybe that is how you win the title, right? No, motherfucker. She's still standing. She ain't outsmoke Snoop. <laughs> that is true. You find you outsmoke that motherfucker. It's gonna be smoke Snoop or die trying. <laughs> how many more people are we gonna see with this title? I don't even know. Anyway. Good lord. The strange things happening in the world today. You ever thought you'd be on here talking and reporting this kind of shit? Like just out on the actual planet, nah. like outside of the, the show? <laughs> anyway. Like, like when, when, when I discovered this show on TuneIn, did not see this coming. Raw! Monday Night Raw episode 1554 came to us from Boston, Massachusetts. TD Garden. I feel like we're always at the TD Garden, right? All the time. <laughs> All the freaking time. I don't want to miss this dialogue here. One more time. Jimmy, you heard the tribal chief last Friday night. He was very explicit. Solve the Sammy Zayn problem. Sammy Zayn escaped. Which means Sami Zayn is here live in Boston tonight. So Solo will solve the Kevin Owens problem tonight. Whether your brother Jay comes to his senses or not, you will solve the Sami Zayn problem once and forever. Paul Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman working behind the scenes. Singles match. Kevin Owens going up against Sola Sokola. Sokola's out there to solve the Kevin Owens problem, as Paul Heyman puts it. It looks like the problem already started to solve him, though, with the way that opened, right? Of course, we ring the bell. Double leg takedown. With that, but whatever, we'll let you have it. We'll let it pass. The untrained eye didn't notice. When you throw wild like your uncle, you miss stuff every now and then. It's pretty crazy, right? It's it's amazing how much we got a reincarnated Umaga here. I'm telling you, like, like his mannerism, his movement, his style, a lot like it. Owen's looking great as always in the ring. Glad he's still relevant to the storyline. I'm loving the build up to like him and Sammy finally just saying, fuck it, we gotta do this. Oh, look at that barricade bump. Yeah, eventually, right? They used to be a great tag team. Yeah. Ring of Honor. Before they started. I like that this time it's like Owen's resisting him. Like after everything I've been through, like, no, I'll hail this by myself. Yeah, people love it, man. Owens and, and Sammy are probably about as over as you're gonna get besides somebody like Cody in today's modern infrastructure landscape. Call away, oh, of course, yeah. it gets thrown out. Oh, no. We've seen this before. We sure have. Sammy with the save. Yeah, look at that. He retreated. Roman's going to be pissed. You guys ran. And he doesn't want your friendship. Fuck you. You were in the bloodline. You're half oose. <laughs> I don't you still smell oozy. Right? 
I'm tired of playing a little kid games, Bray Wyatt. I came to SmackDown to confront you man to man. But you're not a man, are you? I thought coming to your home would provoke you enough. But instead, you send a guy wearing a mask to do your dirty work. Bray Wyatt, what is it going to take for you to face me like a man? Well, as we refocus, I'd like to welcome my guest at this time, Carmella. Hi, Byron. Good old Carmella. You are about to take on the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. The only reason why Adam Pearce gave me this match was to get me out of his non-existent hair. Victory have given me the opportunity to be added to the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. Finally, someone in this company who realizes that Adam Pearce is a grade A dumpster fire. Oof, yeah. What do you say tonight, after you wipe the floor with Bianca Belair? I love that. Where have you been all my life, honey bunny? I love that. We have to do that. Oh you know, my God, we're BFFs now. How much for her being with, with Zelina Vega? That's not as Zelina Vega as in, in Legato del Fantasma. You know? Right, she an upgrade. <laughs> that leads us to a non-title match. Carmella being accompanied by Chelsea Green going up against Bianca Belair. They just decided to create this new alliance and then feed it to Bianca. <laughs> you know? That's like a shitty team up when you really think about it. You know, like two. That's like if Marvel two villains team up against Spider Man or Batman and immediately get their asses kicked. Match itself right. is good though. You know, Carmella's solid in the ring. You know, they just they're just not pushing her right now. I really can't complain too much about her. Carmella. This isn't like freaking 2015 Carmella. This Carmella does no, a no, lot. This isn't SmackDown champion, women's champion Carmella. But unfortunately, this is SmackDown women's champion freaking or, or Raw women's champion Bianca Belair. Sad part about it is, I think it's pretty good for 2015 Carmelo that Bianca Belair wasn't around. Yeah, good old KOD, and that's that. This bitch has been a problem since she showed up. Look. <laughs> Asuka's like, if anyone's gonna kill her, it's gonna be me. Oh, look what happened to you, green face. See? I could still be your friend before I annihilate you. Before we kill each other. There's always friendship before the massacre. I really don't even know what to... I don't know what else to say here now. I don't know what else to do at this point. Do you, are you starting to kind of see what I'm trying to tell you here, Kevin? Do you see what I'm trying to say? The, the bloodline's too much for you. I get it. We don't need to be best friends again. We don't need to ride together. We don't even need to team. But I'm telling you, we have the same objective now. I can't do it alone. And the only way to do this is if we do it together. I was in the bloodline. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I know you're in the bloodline. I know you were. At my expense, I trust me, I remember. I, I get it. They're, they're too much for one man to fight. I know. You're forgetting one key part. I don't, I don't want to do this with you. Maybe just go back to Roman, okay? Apologize, stroke his ego. Look, I don't care what you do. Just please, just leave me out of it. Do you understand that? The Miz inside the ring. Rough times. He's not having it. He was last week. Same ring as Seth freaking Rollins after what he did to me last week. I can't have any bias towards a certain superstar. Extremely polarizing figure in the And he caught right off his prime. The green one's not that good. Was it the green one I tried? Oh no, I, I tried the red. You tried. It was the red. The blue one's good. The red overdoes it. I don't think I'd like that green though. We'll see. I'm not yeah, gonna wear that coat though. <laughs> Look at Mr. Peppermint over here. You know what this means. 
Logan Paul. We've never been formally introduced. I am a revolutionary. Oh, buddy, I know who you are. You are the clown that I dumped at Royal Rumble. You know, truthfully, Seth, I don't know what your problem with me is. Other than the fact that I am simply better at your job than you are. If I were you, I wouldn't like me either. Aww. He makes a few good points, Seth. He does make some good points. You are the scum of the earth. You're a fraud. It's time to fight. Whoa, 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 whoa. You two do not fight tonight. Oh, whoa. If I want to fight Seth freaking Rollins tonight in Boston, I'm going to do it. But guess what, bucko? I'm not going to do it. And I am definitely not going to fight for free. If the stage was bigger, if the money was bigger, I am the host of WrestleMania. Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Right here, well, what right are we waiting for? Yeah, Let's go, Mike. Ah. Uh. Logan Paul from behind. It is breaking down here on Raw. Oh, man. And Logan Paul gets the advantage here. He knew when to pick his shot. Wow. When you wake up. Let me know about WrestleMania. Bye-bye, bitch. Oh, drops the mic on your back. Finished on your funny. back, you didn't have yo. funny shades. Terrible. Singles match. Dolph Ziggler versus Omas. Why? I feel like calling this a match was generous. What, the, what for? You killed him. He's going to fight Brock. Look at that. I think you'd be lying if you said there weren't questions. Oh God! Look at the put away Ziggler already. He just murdered him. Ziggler suffered through. Boom! Dolph nearly put. Brock Lesnar, you wanted me to hype up a match. This is all the hype I need right here. Nigerian giant Omos. Change the beast at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar, SoFi Stadium. Be ready. So, Rotun, I suppose he does have a certain je ne sais quoi. He has it. Guys, guys, thank you. I, I don't think you realize how much that compliment means to me. I mean, things, they haven't been going my way lately. I lost, been on a losing streak like you wouldn't believe. And my mentor, he just, JVL, he threw me in. We're talking about you. We were talking about him. Look at the whiff. Otis. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve. <laughs> Don't forget about the it factor. Hair. <laughs> Bruce Willis is bald. You are not Bruce Willis. You're a troglodyte. A priest. Damn. Short, ugly one. <laughs> That's so personal. You handle him, and then I will consider taking you on as a client. Okay. Consider. It's done. <laughs> Judgment Day in the house. Gargano, next. Jimmy, you are the man. You, sir, are the one. 
the one who will solve the Sami Zayn problem. You, sir, are the one who will make sure the tribal chief never has to hear the name Sammy again. With all the pressure that you must be feeling and not even be distracted by the fact that the tribal chief has given you to the end of this week to bring your brother Jay back into the bloodline. Because if that doesn't happen, the tribal chief is not gonna blame Solo. The tribal chief is not gonna blame me. If you don't get your brother Jay back into the bloodline by the end of this week, Jimmy, the tribal chief is going to blame you. I don't think he likes that. It's Johnny's last night in Raw because we know he goes to NXT. Singles match. Finn Balor and the rest of Judgment Day's Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Rhea Ripley going up against Johnny Gargano being accompanied by Dexter Loomis. Does Dexter go back to NXT as well? Are they no, I don't think it's just Johnny. Act? So what the hell is Dexter going to be doing? Wait for Johnny to come back. Aww. He'll be like that dog in future armor. I don't know, he'll keep, him some, he'll keep himself occupied by kidnapping people or something. Turn him heel into a legit kidnapper. <laughs> oh, this was a great match. Yeah, it was I was very excited solid. when they announced this match last week. It's really good, man. I'm going to miss Gargano being on freaking Raw to go over to NXT. As much as that's cool that he does that there, it's like... I mean, stuff he's, he's really only going solid. there for saying liver. Hopefully, you know, hopefully that's it. And then he's right back on the main roster, you know? So yeah, he's just Sean like probably called in a I can just see it being a kayfabe thing of like Sean called in a favor to bring him back. So. It's like, hey, just bring him back for staying and deliver us. Ha ha! Oldest trick in the book. <laughs> yeah, one final beat for the win. And he wins. Gargano leaves Raw on a W. Good for him, right? All because of Edge. It is about championships. It is about legacy. Roll on WrestleMania. And look, look at that. It's crazy ass Nikki. Nikki Cross gets her shot at Niven next on Raw. Edge, Edge, before you leave, man, uh, do you care to comment on costing Finn Balor his match against Johnny Gargano? I just cost him a match, no disrespect to Johnny Gargano, that he never should have lost. So now he talks a big game, but I know he wants to settle this as much as I do. So Finn, talking to you, I'm pulling your punk card, I am calling you out. Next week, I will be in the middle of that ring by myself to finally settle this. Let's see if you got the same stones. Okay, look forward to that. Nikki Cross versus Piper Niven. X tag team, right? Look, I love that. That's fucked up. Hey, man. That's a bunch of a side difference. You got to do what you got to do. Ah, look at her. Like, looks like a little monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pissed off. Look how pissed off Piper looks from that shit. You little bitch. Grabbing my face. It's like when, 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 a, when a motherfucker equals like six of you, you take what you get. Yeah, you know. Oh, ugly boss man slam. But it was enough, I guess. Jesus, that was short. I don't have my notes. Man, it's not about the notes. What do you remember? 
Oh, yeah. Point of, of all of this right here, listen, I took the fight the last week. I'm inspiring millions of people. My star power has been raised. If you actually get out there and do it yourself, I want you to go up to him. I want you to say, I want to fight you. I want to fight you. Go tell him. Go get it. Get it. Go get it. Okay. Yeah. You want to fight me? It's your funeral. I'll see you next week. <laughs> What did, you, what did you say to him? I said you wanted to fight him. But you have got a lot to learn. <laughs> I want to oh, fight you. Goodness. Go tell him I want to fight you. I want to fight you. <laughs> That's a good joke. I like that. What, what happened? I told him you want to fight. <laughs> so John Cena gets very emotional here. If it doesn't catch it on the highlight, I'm actually going to share it. You guys can see the whole thing. He's quoted as saying, Last night was the first time I entered the arena and had the thought that it might be the last time. I'll never be able to put into words how much I love the WWE universe. Because, you know, who knows? Like, this might be the last, like, this WrestleMania could be his last, so that means he won't be showing up on, like, a raw in this specific venue in the TD Garden in Boston and you know he's from Boston so he got emotional because this is very possibly the last time he'll be in Boston on raw I mean he's up there in age man you know yeah man you know we're still gonna see him going into Wrestlemania but they're not coming back to to the TD Garden before then you know so that's why he got emotional in regards to that Good old A-Town. They're really trying to get him over, getting him a feud with John Cena, right? Hey, strapped a rocket to the moon. No, 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 keep it going, keep it going. And they did. <laughs> just like them, John, I got all the respect in the world for you. But I only became a WWE superstar because of you. Hey, no need to disrespect me because I came out here with a gift for you, John. It's a gift that is bigger than any movie role you're going to do. It's a gift of me and you. Grandest stage of them all for the United States Championship. No. I'm not interested in your gift because you haven't earned the right to give it. We don't care about you because we don't believe you. I'm not talking to you from a high place. You're in that phase of ruthless aggression. You got no heart. You got no soul. You're a pair of trunks away from being a jabroni. We said he he ain't had to do that, man, like that. <laughs> like for real trunks away from being a jabroni we would like to give you a gift shut up get out of the ring and we will let you walk out of here in one piece you know what i'm not going anywhere just like that bald spot on your head ain't going anywhere. 
flick the back good. Saying that he's giving up? The hat says respect. I want you to pay close attention to this. You don't want to meet your hero because all they do when you meet them is disappoint. You really are a dumb son of a bitch. I said no to save your ass. You're not ready. Do you want to see Austin Theory versus John Cena at WrestleMania? At WrestleMania, it's going to be Austin Theory versus John Cena. We all know you don't have it here, and we all know you don't have it here. You really need to work on that last bit. Ouch. Man, questioned your testicular fortitude. Are you ready for the WrestleMania stage? The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. He introduces Cody Rhodes and he whispers in his ear and he tells him reward their noise every time. So I guess that's the advice that he gave Cody. Can I get your comments heading into your match tonight against Jimmy Uso? Look, I wish I could say Kevin was just being stubborn and angry and he doesn't know what he's talking about, but he, he's right. But here's the thing. Everything's changed now. One guy who was supposed to have my back through thick and thin, Jimmy Uso. Now it's his responsibility to put an end to me. This match is about survival. You understand? He's trying to put an end to the Sami Zayn problem, but if he doesn't, it is the end for him. Jimmy Uso, my dog, tonight is not going to be your night. Go yeller on his dog tonight. The match that's about survival. Take down Gable. It's next on Raw. All set to go one-on-one. Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. Man, how the mighty have fallen, right? Like, Baron Corbin can't beat any fucking body. Like, he does bottom of barrel. Bottom Corbin. It's not working out for homie at all. Chad Gable's moving on up too, right? Becoming more of a monster. He's going through his Kurt Angle phase. <laughs> I like that choke breaker. Pretty cool though. I still like Corbin, man. They're just not pushing him. This guy is going through the biggest Kurt Angle phase ever. Yes, yeah, the return of bum-ass Corbin, right? Sad Corbin. <laughs> Bad Corbin and bum ass Corbin. It's like a hybrid of the two. Gave me the opportunity to become a tag champion. Uh, you make history. How like, weird. Lita and yeah. Becky as tag champs. Right? I sincerely want to thank you. Trish Stratus is here in Boston. And helping the history makers make a little more. First of all, Lita, you know I'll always have your back. And to see you team up with the man. Um, Uh-oh. Huh? You love to steal other people's spotlight to your damn trophy case. I see right through you. But the three of us are going to be the reasons why you never come back. So how about us three versus you three at WrestleMania? We accept! <laughs> yeah, Bailey, wow. Bro, Good Bailey bought all the yams. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else who's wearing, like, like everybody who's wearing similar outfits in that ring is being put to shame by Bailey. Isn't that crazy? Like Bailey, Bailey's ass was unruly. <laughs> Let's go back a little bit because there's about three or four of you that should have changed when you saw Bailey. <laughs> like I know what they were trying to pull off, but Bailey succeeded at that shit, right? Right? Come on, you guys brought it up in the chat first. You said Big Booty Bailey. It's like damn. 
What WrestleMania is going a penny for the that bitch had apocalyptic ass. <laughs> yeah, she's not playing, man. She should write damage control on her ass. <laughs> That'd be a great you can't control that damage. This is it. Sami Zayn versus Jimmy Uso. The moment of truth. He's fighting his former Oos. I never thought it would come to this, man. I love that picture. The last of Oos, where they replaced Joel and, and Ellie with them. With the two of them. The last of Oos, and they're going off. That was so nice. Look, even the front row, that's when you know you, you, you got it good. When the front row's like, oh shit, executed perfectly. Look, it's, it's Jay. Thank God, man. They were going to kick me out of the bloodline for your shit. And Sammy's just whipping your asses left and right while you're getting through your family matters. The moment of truth, man. Is it bloodline time? Watch the pop that this gets. They love it. He made his decision, and it's not you, Sammy. <laughs> oh, Boston. <laughs> that sucks, right? You thought this was going to have a happy ending, right? Everybody's ready to no, go home I'm and celebrate. Sure. They started popping fucking champagne in the crowd and everything right away. You saw a reaction, man? Those people fucking that destroyed their spirit. They've been waiting for so long for Jay and, and fucking Sammy to reunite. That was their moment. I man. love that. I love the people who was like, "Yeah, man, Jay's gonna be one to take down the blood." Like, no, dude. No. I've been saying from the beginning that he's not gonna abandon his fucking family for Sami Zayn. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be so weird. They're not gonna disband the blood. The bloodline is the biggest act in WWE. Why would they get rid of that shit with the shirts and the merchandise and the shit that they sell on the red? That's not gonna do it. What are they gonna do? Have Sami Zayn and fucking Jay Uso become a tag team and fight against the bloodline? This fucking guy wasn't going to leave his family. Was Jay one half of the tag team champions? Like, think before you speak. I give them credit for being able to book this in a way that it led people to honestly believe that this guy was going to do that, you know? Listen to the thunderous pop that he gets. They really thought this was the fucking future. It was the crush when they drank. Oh. <laughs> you guys pop way too early. I never pop until a segment's over. I'll wait till you're eating popcorn and shit. Hey, Cody Rhodes, probably Sammy's only fucking friend right now. That's my only friend in the whole world. It's, look at this. Oh my god. Oh. Oh shit, that was a Oh my god, Raw's amazing. 
Roth just fucking amazing. Like, Too good, man. With everything the Usos have been through, they've been winning tag titles forever. And you think Sami Zayn's just gonna come in there and just break them up? Like, come on, man. You know, SmackDown and Raw are are must not miss during the road to WrestleMania this season. Like that was fucking brilliant. Like I just love the fact that they went through that entire thing. You know. Oh man, what are your thoughts on that? The, yeah, you're right, King Quest. Right, the, the the shock on that guy's face. They were they really thought. I don't know why so many people. I'm glad they dragged it on for a little while because I don't know why so many people would think that the whole bloodline with this band just for fucking Sami Zayn, no matter how much they liked them. You know what it is, and the reason annoys me so much. There are so many people trying to think of every other reason that doesn't involve Cody winning the fucking titles. I've literally heard people on social media like, "It's not Cody, it's not Sammy, it's not The Rock. Jay's the one who's your end the butt. Shut the fuck up!" Like, Jay, it's like, dude, because let, let, let's just say then this is the problem with some wrestling fans trying to fancy book shit. Watch, you can see the hole in everything. Okay, let's say it's not Cody. Let, let's, let's just throw it out there and pretend like Jay Uso, the one to dethrone Roman Reigns and win a WWE Universal Heavyweight title or whatever. What happens after? Ask any of them that. I guarantee not a single fucking one of them have the, have the, have the answer. Like, don't think in the moment. Think what happens after. I can tell you what happens after when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens get together, get back together and win the tag titles. I can tell you after when Co- if Cody Rhodes beats Roman at WrestleMania. Not one of these motherfuckers could tell me what happens after Jay Uso and Sami Zayn win the tag titles and Jay Uso wins the world title. Yeah, no. Like, stop the, saying stuff just to say it. Like, <laughs> like we talked about in the beginning of the show. If if someone was gonna be Roman, it would be Cody, and that makes the most sense. And now it's iffy because he's at the nine hundred day mark, like we talked about. A thousands right there, man. If they want to really make Roman, a thousands right there. You know. And see what's the thing about that is that's the situation. WrestleMania is gonna come to a point where now with Cody or Roman. Either one, I can tell you what happens after. Why? Because it makes sense. Yeah. And again, Cody's being groomed to be their next big megastar. As much as I love Sami Zayn, he's more in a Brian Danielson position than like the kind of star they're trying to make out of Cody Rhodes, which the the crowd's already buying it, man. The story works perfect the way it is, and Sammy's role is a perfect addition to everything that's going on. Yeah, like Sammy just hit this main event status. You don't immediately shoot him to the world title. Like Sammy Jane's getting a WrestleMania moment. That in itself is reward enough for everything he's done. The only other interesting that really happened was there was a fan that was thrown out for fighting. And I love the way that they threw him out. Do I have it here? Oh, God. Oh, God. This is the... Look at this. Look at the way they're carrying him. Oh, he's a Johnny Goodfellow. He's a Johnny Goodfellow. Oh, he's throwing out like Jericho when they when he quit wrong. Like, what the- I love that visual. 
Adrian! I did it! <laughs> Look at him. Bro, how do you get thrown out? <laughs> Look at how his legs and shit flailing. Hold on, let me see. They something. have him handcuffed and in the air. Like, how and bad ironic, has it gotten? And he's wearing a head of the table t shirt. No, motherfucker, you are not. You are the foot of the kitty table, bitch. Like, that's such an amazing visual. He was fighting with somebody. He called some shit. And security decided not only was he going to be thrown out, but they were going to carry him like fucking lumber. <laughs> they handcuffed him. They put his hands behind his back, handcuffed him, and carried him in the air. Damn, bro. That sucks. Yeah, right? I wonder, do they let you down gently at that point, or do they just throw you like Jazz from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? At that point, you lucky if you get thrown like Jazz. Like, because it, <laughs> if they have to get you up into the air, you have been a problem. Yeah, they may as well just give you the old heave-ho, right? <laughs> like, motherfucker, you were such an issue. You, It was such an issue restraining you. We don't want you to have any traction. Oh, my God. We are going to levitate you. <laughs> levitate las manos, motherfucker. <laughs> that's what we got to do. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to levitate you. <laughs> I love that they were shy. They weren't shy about it. It was just like up and out. Oh, no. <laughs> Unruly black folk like that. You can't. Mm -mm, no. <laughs> Amazing. All right, folks. That's it. We are pretty much done here. We are wrapping it all up. That is it for tonight. If you miss us, we got a lot of content up there, man, that we take pride in. Check out the VOD. Even check the beginning of this. So we covered a whole bunch of stuff. More than we usually do. So we covered, like, what? Five, six shows? We covered eight hours worth of wrestling. Covered about four and a half hours of our own. All right? Hell a lot yeah. of wrestling in a little bit of time. Don't Wednesday night? When is it that the, the game? Uh, I believe it's going to be Tuesday. 2K20. So if we're talking midnight launch, it's, it's Monday going into Tuesday. Stay tuned and keep keep us in mind on social media. We'll let you know for sure there. Running new stuff. We're going to be here almost every day of the week running something. Coming to that we're playing. We could talk about whatever. That's usually how we run our streams. Or whenever you don't see us on the air. So tune in there for those of you with gold. And you're listening to Talk Punch episode 565. Hosted by yours truly, myself and my co-host, Destin Soul Glow Frazier. We're out of here. Hey, everybody. See you on Tuesday. Shut it down.